0: Hey, when does the show start? Wait wait a minute.
1: (gasps) First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh,
0: okay. In just a minute.
2: New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got mad dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, Pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404 369 3825, even possibly set up a one on one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers. He is the man. Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm.com, the Aurora Law Firm.com, the A R O R A Law com. Did you know in 2022, 19.86% of adults experienced a mental illness issue? That's equivalent to nearly 50 million Americans. Just under 5% are experiencing a severe mental illness. So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy, dot com works with children adolescents adults they offer spanish-speaking counseling services they accept insurance offer self-pay options three georgia locations east Cobb, marietta right near the square in mckaysville outside of blue ridge but you can always get to them virtually markwelltherapy.com if you or someone you know needs help just reach out markwelltherapy.com we all got to have insurance right or even possibly change insurance which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance, you want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things Sean Camp and Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought a new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Camp at CountryFinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at CountryFinancial.com. The Camp Agency at CountryFinancial.com Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs.
0: It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on? After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate Dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense.
3: I have a very particular set of skills.
0: You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. And by god, this is the BS.
2: All right, here it is, episode 124 of the BS. Thanks for being uh, here. Thank you very much. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio, brought to us by Gorenstein & Watkins. You got some kind of personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, landlord-tenant disputes, all the above. Gorenstein & Watkins, gwtrial.com. gwtrial.com, 470491. 0808 there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. <laughs> Excuse me. It is the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Hola. Hola.
3: Buenos dias, guys.
2: Buenos dias. Bien. I see you see in the Zelinsky Studios there in Noonan, Georgia. It is Brandon, the B-Man Thrasher. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> A great comment I saw on our social media that says that Brandon Studio looks like the set of that '70s show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. Looks like the basement they'd
3: smoke pot in. Right, that's
4: what they were
2: talking about. Uh, And sitting with me in the Golden Scissors Studio, she is oh so intelligent, the oh so salacious, vivacious Nikki D.
4: Good morning. Good
2: morning. I'm gonna fix that. I don't know. So I got to come up with a different word than intelligent. So it's gotta. What does
5: salacious mean? What what do you think it means? Uh, the d-
2: uh happy but sad. <laughs> uh, salacious is sexy, savory. Yeah, it's in the it's, it's in like the word. word. There's a lot of words that you say that they they sound like they mean salacious being one of them.
5: I don't know how that means sexy salacious. Salacious, you gotta, salacious. salacious, almost salacious. Say it, sal- it
3: salacious. It means uh, Inappropriate interest in sexual matters, or that
2: <laughs> depends on where you go. Yeah. You're looking at the old English. I looked at the yeah. This is
3: we- New- Let's look at Webster's Brothers Dictionary.
2: Yeah, I got Webster Web- Websterbro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: I'll
2: call you something for years, and people will be like, "Oh my god, he's been calling her a slut for all this time." <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> Uh, I finally got my mom a car. I finally did it. Give myself a little applause. For and... sure. <gasps> but I didn't go the route. There's a lot of feedback on this on social media. Everybody had something to say, <laughs> which I figured you would. If I talked about it long enough, I, I would hear enough uh, people and their stories and whatnot. Uh, do not buy a car off Facebook Marketplace from somebody that's selling a car. Nikki tried to argue that and was like, "Watch me! I'm going to Craigslist and I I'm going to do it." And you got the same <laughs> scam email. I'm doing I this. Did. I'm doing this for a friend. If you email him here, I <laughs> did. And then after you know the, the friend emails you, they're on oxygen. They're in the military. They're, there's something going on, and uh, all you have to do is send your money to this place for this gasoline engine vehicle.
4: I just wonder if anybody's actually sending their money to these people. Oh, I'm sure. That's (laughs) interesting.
3: Old people. Probably people like Jason's mom. I mean, no offense, but, you know, somebody that's in their 70s and, you know, doesn't know any better.
2: You're absolutely correct. You you are absolutely correct. You know, it's, we all like to make fun of people that get caught up in scams, but when you are hell-bent and focused on finding something or even worse, you're- in need of something there's an urgency there you kind of put blinders on you know i mean yeah. even the smartest people will put blinders on i mean so like the, these people uh in hollywood that have millions and millions of dollars they invested their money in certain people that ran ponzi schemes you know the bernie madoffs of the world and all these type different types of people they just blinders you know seeing money see it like you you can do this whoa okay i got extra to spare so you kind of, and, and I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I kind of found myself doing that too. I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I did hit, you know, maybe I did grab lightning in a bottle. Maybe this woman is on oxygen. <laughs> you know, maybe this is all like, this is a great story afterwards. I got this great car. How much did you pay for this car? Oh, like 1500 bucks. Wow. How did you get such a good deal? <clears throat> this really nice lady who's on oxygen was just trying to unload this car. <laughs> because those stories do exist. But they're mm-hmm. far
3: and few between, right? Very far. So yeah. the, it's like, it's how people get catfished, basically. because When there's starting to be signs that maybe it's fake, you, your brain will kind of like wash over them and be like, well, you know, just because you don't want to feel stupid. So you kind of like mind fuck yourself into thinking, well, th- this is, this is like a different situation than someone else. I'm not getting catfished. You know? So yeah, you, it happens. You've seen the Monte Teo thing, right? Yeah,
2: okay. And, and, I mean, he's not a dumb guy. He's actually a pretty intelligent dude. He's just a very nice guy. And that whole fake girlfriend thing, I mean, technically, she, he, he, she wasn't fake. It was a real person that actually knew Monte Teo, that lived, you know, where he's from in Hawaii. But he was just a nice person. Trying to help somebody out that was on social media. Now I'm sure the fake pictures. If the pictures were of the person, he might not have been as outgoing. You know, guys, we're a little bit more lenient when the pictures. We're gonna we're gonna okay somebody on social media if they're you know really good looking girl in, in, in a bathing suit, <clears throat> especially if you're an older guy. You're gonna do that. Uh, it's just that's how they get you. Um, but I will. I'm proud to say I did not get got. What happened was this. What what happened was the series of events was actually very interesting because it kind of led to Nate, which gave me validity to go to where I went to. Right. And so there was this 2015. Now, okay, let me back up just to catch everybody up to speed in case you're not following along. Reconnected with my mother. She's 76 years old. She lives in in Florida. Uh, One of the last things on the list to make her life more comfortable was to get her a new vehicle. I took it upon myself to trade her old car in for parts because it was just going to be too much to fix it. And it was a gas It just wasn't worth it. So I was like, I can find something. I didn't realize how difficult of a task this was going to be to get, you know, a very inexpensive car, something under five grand. And I thought it would be pretty easy, actually. I just like I said, go on Facebook Marketplace, find somebody up the street. They're selling their kids old cars. They're going to college or something. <clears throat> not not that easy. So I find this 2015 Nissan Versa uh, on Facebook Marketplace. And like I said last episode, it started to become a game where I would just start messaging people and, of course, I'm stereotyping or profile, profiling by looking at people's names and going, oh, that's a scam. That's a scam. But this person, I was like, okay, you know, we're middle of the road. I could see this being legit. Uh, I'm going to message this person. This person, this guy, was, his name was Jalen. That's a legit name, Jalen. Yeah,
4: and I told you that was legit. Yeah. My cousin's name.
2: So I, I messaged Jalen uh, on Facebook Marketplace, and, and, I, and, and what I learned is is that if you're looking for a car on Facebook Marketplace, a cash car, if you are a normal person and get up early in the morning, like most of the world, and you message them early in the morning and they don't reply back until later in the afternoon or at night, it's a scam. They're sleeping or they're doing <laughs> something else. I'm just you know, like real people function in the morning. Well, I mean people Or they that work are- really hard at their job. <laughs> Well, well, no, I mean, I'm just saying for the, you know, if, like if you're going to, my experience with this is every scammer that got back to me, I would message them in the morning and every single one of them got back to me later at night. Well, that's because it's the
3: morning in Ethiopia.
2: Right, okay. they're in another country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. You're, no, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're probably right. So this guy messages me back immediately and we're having a, a good conversation, you know, because I've got questions, you know, what's, how many miles, any damage, this and this and that. And then, he, and, and, and I said, uh, where are you located? And he's like, we're in Alpharetta. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. That's right up the street. I can do that versus driving to Gainesville or Cleveland or, you know, or Stone Mountain or something like that. And so uh, I said, well, where are you at? And he says, we're at ALM Motors. I think it's Motors. So it's a dealership. yeah. Atlanta Electric motors. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a bunch of them. I didn't realize that. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. We got one down here. Yeah. And they've got really, really nice vehicles. I mean, like if you compare their lot to the, like the Hondas and the, you know, the Fords and those types of lots, they're slam packed full of vehicles. I mean, they have hundred thousand dollar Corvettes. They've got $90,000 land rovers, which I'll get to here in a second. Um, they've got all these really high end, nice cars. I'm like, why is this 2015 Nissan Versa for $4,200 at this dealership? <laughs> What's going on? And I said, okay, well, it's at a dealership. That's legit. The only thing I'm going to have to pay is, you know, probably some taxes and stuff versus you buying it from somebody. And then Nate had said you had bought your wife's car at this place a couple years ago,
3: Right. Yeah, no, oh no, my car. Oh, your car? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I got it at the Noonan location, actually.
2: All right. You don't know Jalen, do you? Mm-mm, no. no. Okay. <laughs> so we run up there. You know, I'm like, we had a couple things to do. And before we went to the gym, you know, because it's not far from where we work out, I was like, well, let's just run up there. Let's just go see it. I-, I-, I got a feeling. So Rach and I go up there and we find a parking spot, which was not easy to do because they have so many cars on the lot. And, and I, I pass this place all the time. Like I, I see it, all never over, paid attention. I never paid a damn bit of attention. It's not mm-hmm. like they were showcasing the Nissan Versa. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they had it out on, on a lift and it's spinning with a you know forty two hundred dollars <laughs> Nissan Versa. They didn't have any of that. It's, it's it was tucked in the back. So I get out of the car and they they're kind of old school where which I'm not a fan of. And they got a bunch of young kids that are selling. So I get out of I get out of my truck and, and I walk in and they kind of they kind of jump on yeah. they kind of swarm but it was raining so they didn't really swarm swarm they're just like
3: hey you guys need some help over
2: there you know that kind of thing and we walk in and this kid that looks like he just graduated seventh grade comes up to us and he's like hey can I help you guys I was like I'm looking for Jalen and uh, I said I'm here for the the Nissan Versa. And he goes to this back corner office. I was like, oh, it's one of those places. That's old school, too. You know, everything, <laughs> everything there has to be back to the corner office and back and back and back. So he comes back and he goes, well, Jalen's, you know, kind of busy right now, but uh, I can help you out. And I'm like, sure, not a problem. I go, I want to I see that car. I want to test drive that car. I want to take it to my mechanic. And if everything checks out and you can work with me on the price, then I want to buy it today it's really that simple he goes not a problem let me get the keys so he gets the keys we come out i get in the car and it's in the in ba- shape it's it's yeah it's i mean it's as basic as you could possibly get in a car it's got manual windows
4: manual windows yeah
2: which don't let me forget the manual windows cuz that plays a, a huge role in the story wow it, it's got manual uh, side mirrors
4: that you adjust with your hands.
2: With your like old school stuff.
4: <laughs> not seen that in the, so long. The
2: the air conditioning has literally two dials and two buttons. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> that's it. It's got a stereo, a CD player, does have an LED readout. You know, it's not that I mean, this is a 2015 Nissan Versa. I would have thought that it would have a little bit more bells. I, like I'm surprised they even made this model. <laughs> it's the flip phone of cars it, it really really is it, it's as basic as you can get you know you look at the what i now have understood the cluster you know your readout thing right. it's got it's got it, it's got two things it's i mean it doesn't have like a whole spread of options right you don't have a backup camera it's it no sensors it doesn't have any of that stuff uh, but the the prior owner was nice enough to leave their um, safe mag cell phone holder on the dash. So they didn't take that off. That was very sweet. And, and it, it had been loved. It had been used. There's no doubt about it. It had been used. There was a pair of dirty panties in the trunk. No way. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
4: So you're not making that up?
2: No. Why would I make that up? They, they were...
4: tried to sell a car and they had dirty panties selling in it.
2: So they had just gotten the car in. So they hadn't done a, like a once over. <laughs> so they hadn't cleaned it. No, that's a feature. There there was a (laughs) pair of maroon dirty pants. Because you know, I wanted to look at the spare and all five tires needed to be changed. There's no doubt about that. The hubcaps, not rims, hubcaps, yeah, they needed to be swapped out. Not a big deal. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, I can work with this. And I the the idea of it being so basic is actually an advantage because my mother doesn't need the bells and whistles. And I don't need her to have a vehicle that something can go wrong, whether it's a window, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's going to happen. I promise you it's going to happen. So I, uh, I, I, I text her and I said, I think I found you a car. It's this car, sent her a picture. I said, but I couldn't remember if you want it electric windows or manual and automatic windows or man. She goes, are you trying to tell me they're manual? And I said, yes she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's all I want. I want a car with manual windows. <laughs> so it says no one.
0: Ever? Yeah. <laughs> I
4: just want to roll it up and down. <laughs> Where are you working out? What's going on? I go, I go, really?
2: She goes, oh, my God. It's just like the old days, like in the 70s. That's what I want. I'm like, well, you know, it's a. 2015 car it's not an older car i mean it's it's a newer looking car it's just got manual windows (sighs) oh my god i hope this works out i really want that car (laughs) okay
4: (laughs) <laughs> not a problem. As <laughs> soon as the car pulls up, she's going to go sit in and just roll the windows up and down. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going <laughs> to... I
2: said, okay, not a problem. And uh, so I said, okay, well, let me call you back. I got to take it to my mechanic. So I get in this car, and I take it over to Carl Black of Roswell, because I- I've had a long-standing relationship with the, the Carl Black uh, brand. Uh, I endorsed them in Orlando, And when I moved to Atlanta 10 years ago, uh, not that I ever endorsed them because they didn't smartly spend money uh, with the radio station that I was on. But I I have a great relationship with them, especially the service manager, Bill. He's uh, I consider him a friend and and, and everybody there, Larry, Chris, Smiley, Er, John. They're all great people, really, really good people. And they always take very, very good care of me. And so I, I'd call Bill and I said, Hey man, I, and he knew uh, cause I had been talking to him about this whole process. And, uh, I said, Hey man, like you're the only person I know about cars. Like, I mean, he's a service manager for a very large dealerships. So I said, can, can, can I bring it by? Do you have somebody that can just kind of do a look over? Can you hook it up to some, can you do something, you know, and, and how much will it be? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah come on, bring it over. I so, said, all right, I was like, how long will it be? Because these guys are a little pushy. He's like, Ah, eh, about an hour. I said, okay, cool. So I drive over there, and I drop it off, and they do a look over.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: They come out, and they have a piece of paper of what's needed. Exactly. And I'm like, all right, well, if they're asking 42, how much am I going to have to put into this thing? Well, it needs all five tires. Which is not crazy expensive because they're just little 15s, you know, on this this, small tires. tires. It uh, needs front rotors. Uh, It needs spark plugs, which I guess is kind of a big deal. Spark plugs are a couple dollars a piece, but in order to get to them, it takes a minute. At least that's what they told me.
5: Yeah, they're a bitch depending on the engine. Sometimes like on my car, I had to take the whole intake manifold off to get to the back three
2: Spark plugs. Yeah, so it costs like maybe like two hundred dollars for labor and five dollars for the spark plugs. Because the pretty cheap (laughs) because of the where of where they're you know, in the movies they're like, Oh, I removed the spark plugs and they're just like right there. (laughs) Uh, not not the case here. So anyway, I was like, okay. And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Well, I'd probably want to put seat covers on because just just to make it look nicer. I mean that's an easy fix to make it look nicer.
4: Were the seats like stained?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, the basic material—it's not even material. Material it, cloth—it's—it's it's not even cloth. It's kind of like um, pantyhose. You know that pantyhose material? Oh,
4: okay, I know what she's mm-hmm. talking
2: about. Yeah, nylon. It's, yeah, like a nylon. It's mm-hmm. that. And, and, and Rich re- 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 sits down in it, and she goes, "You know what this looks like?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Love juice." She goes, "I didn't want to say it, but yeah." She goes, "We're <laughs> gonna, we're going to have to get something to." I was like, "Well, they haven't detailed it yet." She goes. I don't think that's coming out. I was like, Oh, I
3: get it. I see yeah. what you did there. That's where the panties came from.
2: That's where the panties came from. It was, a <laughs> it was a homobile. Anyway. Uh, so, so uh, we, we take it over to Carl black. They look it through, they come back. They, they tell us these things that need to be done. You know, it'd be about between six and $900, 900 on the high end. Right. Look, like, okay. That's not, that's not horrible. Uh, you know, not, not that bad. So I go back, I sit down with the kid and I said, all right, here's the deal. We're going to make this very simple and it's pouring rain out. We're going to make this very simple. Uh, It's either, I'm going to give you a couple options and you're going to either say yes or no. It's just that simple. I go, because I know you haven't had a lot of sales today because it's raining. (laughs) And I'm sure you have a quota and I'm sure you want to make at least a couple dollars. Now I understand that you have not I'm sure you didn't pay a lot for this car, right? So what you're asking for it, you'd make really good profit. You'd make over two to one on your money, probably closer to three to one. I said, in which I don't have a problem with you making two to one on your money, but that's the top of the line. And I know you're not going to tell me how much you paid for the car. So here's the deal. You're asking 42, five. God, sorry. You're asking 42, five. I need to put, between six and nine into it. So let's just say for conversation's sake, I'll go on the low end of 700. Okay, not low, low, but low end of 700. So either option A, you carve off $700 on the price and I'll take it, or you fix all these things and I pay full price. And 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 that's that, that are, those are the options. Those are pretty good options for you. I'm not trying to bleach you. He goes, okay, well, I'm glad we have options. And this is, I mean, this kid, again, he's like 12. Nicest guy in the world, but he's like 12. <laughs> he's little, he's scrawny, he's got his little hair done, and he's got gel in it. And, you know, they're, they they all talk like they're, they're you know, that generation. I'll say something, and he'll reply back with bet. You know, like, he said bet? Oh, yeah. Every, every, after everything I said, he said bet. <laughs> I so said, we have to, I go, I'm giving you two options. All right, bet. All right, bet. What? You want to gamble? I'll, I'll play you cards on the car. Sure, why not? So he goes, okay. So he goes back to the corner office. And I'm like, oh, man, it's one of those places. Because that's old school, you know, where you have to go check with somebody. And, and they do, they, there's like this, in, well, they try to intimidate you. Um, that's not happening here. And it was not happening with the woman that was sitting behind me either. She was good. She put she pulled out a brick of cash. She puts it on this dude's desk, and says, uh, "This plus that, and I want that." My husband's been in numerous times and said that you and said you you guys can't strike a deal. I'm telling you, I'm giving you this and this, and there's no wiggle room. And the kid came back and forth a couple times, and she was like. No. What are you not understanding? I'm going to give you one more trip to that back corner office, and then I'm walking out. I have no problem walking out. And he comes back. He says, done deal. (laughs) (laughs) So the kid comes back out to me, and he lays down a piece of paper. And instead of discussing the numbers, he pushes it towards me. (laughs)
4: <laughs> another tactic.
2: And I look, yeah. And I look at the numbers and they want almost eight, the, the number that he's pitching to me is almost $8,000 for this car. What? I, I said to him, we're going the wrong direction. Did you not hear anything I just said? And I'm looking at it. i there's, there's this taxes. There was like an $800 customer service package fee. Like he couldn't even explain what it did. And all these different fees that equaled up to, it was like $7,900. And I go, this is not going to work. Are you trying to tell me that this is the best you can do? Um, Because if it is, I'm going to, you got to understand, son, uh, you know, that this is not like an emotional attachment to this car. It's like, I didn't save up for years to come and get that Corvette where like, (laughs) I have to have that Corvette. We're talking about a 2015 basic model Nissan Versa for my elderly mother that are a dime a dozen. I can walk out of here and sleep like a baby. It's fine. And I go, that's absurd. You're, you know, for that money, I'm just going to go buy something. I can go buy something new, to be honest with you. And he goes, okay. He says, but you'll take it for 42 And I said, yeah, but you have to sweeten the deal. I go, I have to feel like I'm getting a deal. You're asking 42 5 Granted, I'm, you're giving me 50 bucks. He goes, well, I'll detail it. I'm like, you're going to do that anyway. I was like, if you didn't, that would be a sh- shitty dealership. I said, uh, you've got to knock off some of these things on my list in order for me to feel comfortable with this. And he goes, well, I'm telling you right now, they won't do any of the big stuff. I said, okay, well, find something. Find a couple things. Um, I was like, you tell me. You're the sales guy, dude. Come on, pitch me, sell me. And he goes, we'll give you a free oil change, and we'll do, and we'll do, and I said, throw in windshield wipers and we have a deal. And he goes, and we'll do windshield wipers. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, it's like hundred, 150 bucks, maybe, you know, kind of thing. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. I, I made a couple dollars. So he goes, you'll, you'll buy it for $4,200. I said, yes, I'll buy it for $4,200. And he goes, okay. And he writes out in horrible handwriting on this, this offer sheet like that already had the numbers. The... Uh, buyer, uh, you you will buy the vehicle for forty two hundred dollars, and he put an X in an underline where I'm supposed to sign. And he goes, "Will you sign this for me?" I said, "No. I go, Why am I going to sign that?" He goes, "Because I got to take it to my boss to let him know you're serious." I go, "Kid, I've f- been fucking sitting here for thirty minutes. Of course I'm serious. Dude, do you see any cameras around? Do you think I'm doing a YouTube video on you or something?" <laughs> it's pouring rain. I took it to my mechanic. I was gone for over an hour and I've been sitting with you for 30 minutes and you want me to sign a piece of paper contractually binding me to this vehicle. I go, what if your boss decides to be nice and was like, ah, give it to him for three, but I'm already in for 42. I go, that's a bad move, bad sales move. Don't ask anybody to do that. And he gets frustrated and flustered and he throws his hands up and he grabs the paper from the desk And he storms off.
4: Oh wow!
2: Rach is sitting behind him in their "quote unquote" lobby area, and she looks back at me and and just kind of mouths, "What the fuck was that?" And she thinks this is funny because she likes to see me do these types of things. She she like it just it's her world. And I said to uh, I said to her, "I go, I go. I've never seen anything like that. I've just I've never you know I bought a few cars, not a lot, but I bought a few cars in my life. I've never seen somebody." write down on a piece of paper me either that you're 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 promising to buy it so we can take it to a guy that's like 20 yards away
4: <laughs> I've never seen that <laughs> and I've even been at buy here pay here spots never seen anybody do that
3: but is it so- Isn't that normal like you go they go to like their finance department and and then they do the paperwork the guy that's selling you the car isn't doing the paperwork
2: no he's not but the deal is already done like he can deal you what the nicer dealerships, the bigger dealerships do is they come to you. So they're not playing that game. Like, they'll, Hey, I'm the sales manager, you know, and, and they'll get in on the conversation. Um, the, the, the idea, I'm not saying they all do it, but I know with my experience, it's, it's been, and maybe it's because I've known the people that I've dealt. I don't know, but it's just that they, the, the back and forth thing is kind of old school. It's an intimidation factor. Um, the car business is struggling they, and they have a lot of competition now, you know, like the the digital space. The Even though Carvana, I think, is about to go bankrupt, but there's numerous places, was a Vroom or something like that, that you can just go on your phone, uh, CarMax, you know, go on your phone, Nation, go on your phone, and buy it on your phone and it just comes right to you. And then, then there's a warranty, there's a guarantee to it so the the idea of swarming you when you roll up and that old used car mentality where nobody trusts uh nobody kind of thing it, i i th- I thought they kind of got away from it, not this place, this place is so he said, no, and he storms off. he goes in the back, he comes back out five minutes later, and he goes, "Okay, we'll do it for forty
4: two hundred
2: Wow." <laughs> I go, we got a deal. It's just that simple. We got a deal. And I shook his hand and he was very happy. And I said, but I got to ask you something. I said, I just, and, and I look at Rachel. She goes, oh shit, here it is. <laughs> I said, I need you to sit down for a second. I said, why would you ask me to sign something before you go? And why did you get so angry when I didn't? You showed your emotions to me. Like I could still be jerking you around right now if I wanted to, because you're on tilt. And But I'm not going to, but I'm just telling you guys like me will take advantage of that and just to piss you off. Like I walk out and just ruin your entire day. But why would you do that? And he goes, well, I got angry because I thought, <laughs> actually, I want you guys to guess. Why do you think he got angry, Nate? Uh, cause he thought he was giving you a good deal. Okay. No, that's not it. Nikki.
4: Uh, I think he got angry because he thought that you were jerking him around and you probably was like, I ain't getting this car. You just going to get up and walk out.
2: That's incorrect. Brandon?
5: Uh, I think your mechanic told you something that was wrong with the car and
2: this is his first car he's ever sold. No, nope. He got angry because he thought that I didn't like his handwriting.
4: Oh <laughs> my goodness. No, he
2: didn't say that. He did. Ask right. Text her right now. It's exactly what he said. He goes, or, or he's lying to you because why? Why
3: would anybody say that? That makes zero sense.
0: Exactly.
2: No, nope. his handwriting was really bad. He, he, he thought that he explained it. He goes because he he's, he does it. He says, "I have bad handwriting, and I think people don't take me seriously because my handwriting is so bad."
4: I have bad handwriting too. That
2: is a true story in what he said to me.
4: I kid you <laughs> not. And it, it I, I got, I, I
2: think about it for a second. Think about it for a second. Penmanship, there is something that goes along with penmanship. I don't have good handwriting, as you guys know. I mean, I did the planner and all that stuff for years. Uh, I don't have good handwriting. But when you see good penmanship, especially from a male, because usually women have good handwriting, good penmanship. But if you see good penmanship from a man there's something kind of regal about it, right? Like back in the day, like Mm -hmm. you're educated or, you know, there's just something about that. When you see bad penmanship, you think lower of the person, you know? I mean, especially now, now, now there's different types of bad penmanship. The penmanship that let's say my bad penmanship is just like, that's your style. We don't see it. We don't get it, but it doesn't look sloppy, you know, you're them.
4: saying your penmanship doesn't look sloppy.
2: Okay, let me rephrase that.
4: I was about to say you're it, crazy. It, it doesn't look
2: dirty. How about that? <laughs> like it? No no, no, no. Try to hear me out on this. If you, if you, if you look at my penmanship, you don't go and say there was some uneducated low life that wrote this.
4: How did you come up with that? <laughs>
2: How'd come out the way?
4: how do you think that somebody looks at your penmanship and says oh this person is this or this person is that your penmanship is horrible so if if this is the the narrative you want to take that people look at penmanship and judge a person by who they are or what their status is in life you your stuff is the worst of the worst so yeah if that's how you feel people would look at penmanship that's exactly what somebody would think about yours Oh, well, i disagree we, Nate,
2: can, we can agree to disagree. Brandon, well, it doesn't matter what they say. I'm still going to disagree with them. I I like I will look at. I mean, nobody has perfect penmanship. I mean, I but I don't look at. I'll I'll go through all of your guys' penmanship and it's not the greatest. But I'll look at it and I'll go. I don't think that you're un. It doesn't look like you're uneducated. It's that bad. There's.
4: I don't think penmanship makes you look uneducated. I think what you write. If you can't write a complete sentence, it makes you look uneducated. I, I, I don't. Think it, you're it not. Only, you're missing. It only the point.
3: matters. I think it only matters if you are in a like an educator type position. Like if you had a elementary school teacher and she wrote like an elementary school kid, then you'd be like, what the hell? But the, the most intelligent wealthy people are the ones that have the worst handwriting, doctors, Mm -hmm. lawyers, scientists, they all have terrible handwriting. So I've never judged anybody other than somebody that should have good handwriting, like a teacher.
2: Brandon, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And let me explain even more. Like, there's the cursive bad penmanship like I have, mm-hmm. okay? And then there's the basic block writing where it's like, da, 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 That's what he had. So if you look at the cursive bad penmanship, it's just bad penmanship. But you don't think they're uneducated. You don't think, like you're saying, a doctor has bad penmanship, but you look at it and go, it's just, that's doctor writing. And then you look at an adult when they're writing and it's it's basic kind of block writing, not not cursive. It, it, like he's right like it's the first time they've ever written letters you look at them and go you're probably not that well educated does that make sense yeah, now yeah. does that make better sense
5: i think it's bad handwriting like if the if, the, if the, it's not consistent like if you're not your spacing's not consistent and your letters don't look consistent like if you're consistently bad then you're just bad
2: all right well this guy had it, he thought he thought i was judging him I guess or i didn't want the deal because of his penmanship so that was very interesting have never heard that before again I'm all about uh-huh. the experience. This this whole this whole thing was a very educational experience, <laughs> and so we shook. I said, "Dude, I I don't think anything. I don't think any less of you, but I will tell you, a negotiating tactic that is not a good move. That is going. To, nobody is going to sign that piece of paper because they feel like you're trying to strong arm them. And I got to tell you, you're too young and too frail to strong arm people. I'm three times your size, and I've got." Four times the the you said all of that yeah because you he's not intimidating me like you go to a car salesman there's something about most car salesmen or saleswomen that there's a confidence that that's where the intimidation factor comes in like look I gotta tell you this is the best I can do you know the whole idea of you can walk and I don't care but I'd really like to help you this was a kid this was a child. He was a scrawny little, like he hadn't even gone through adolescence voice child, no intimidation factor whatsoever. And so you, if you're in that, I mean, this is just kind of body language. If you are that kid, you, and he's not a dumb kid by no stretch of the imagination. He's actually a very sweet, very smart kid. That's getting his feet wet in this business, obviously. And I just said, you know, you're better than this. I go, you have to think of a different tactic because That's not going to work. You're going to get guys that are going to come in here that are 10 times better negotiators than I am. And they're going to eat you for lunch, especially with these big car deals. That that vet right there is $109,000. Do you think anyone wants to pay $109,000 for a car? They're going to want a deal, you know? And uh, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, it has. I think he said, like, it's never worked. Or something like that. <laughs>
4: that's what I told you. But that's probably how they trained him.
2: Maybe. Maybe. So uh so I was like, cool, you know, I just bought a car for my mom. I'm feeling good. Feel good. Got her a vehicle. So then I go into the back office and I finally get to meet Jalen.
4: Oh, so Jalen's the guy he's been running back and forth to?
2: And yeah, Jalen. I don't know how old Jalen was, but he like he was wearing the pants. In the business, right? And I don't know if he was the big boss or, or what. I think he was the big boss, at least for today. And he had a wall up. Okay, I'm going to have to have you sign some of these things here. And uh, we're going to get this done. And then we start talking. And I started to bring the wall down a little bit. And Jalen and I hit it off. Jalen might be going to stay up in the cabin. Really? Uh, and I should have had this conversation before I agreed to the price. And, and and I went in and got some BS merch, brought it in for everybody. Everybody got shirts and hats and hoodies, or not hoodies, but uh, beanies and stickers. So hopefully we have a new fan base at ALM. And he wants to uh, learn about doing Airbnbs and properties and stuff, so I introduced him to Rachel. And so he's talking with her about buying some properties. It was a great conversation. I mean, these are good people. Really, really good people. Really enjoyed my experience with them. I really had a good time. Okay. So uh, out of everything that I had to go through before with all the scammers led me to Jalen and Ethan at ALM. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> and now, you know, the car currently sits at Carl Black. And they're they're doing what they're doing, and then when it comes out, one of our phenomenal listeners uh, works at a dealership in Stone Mountain, and they're going to ship it down there for me. I mean, for a price, but I've got to take it to take it to them, and they're going to ship it down there.
4: Oh wow! Yeah. Got a hookup sh- on top of the hookup.
3: I sure the hell ain't drive that thing to Florida. <laughs> <That> new- <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what's really funny is I, you know, got my car from ALM. I think down by uh, in noon, like you, uh, Brandy was saying. But when I was getting the car, the guy that was helping us, I started talking to him, and he was a listener. And he was actually—I don't know if you remember—right uh, when I moved to Atlanta, we did this bit where a family. Think the, like the both the parents got in a car accident on Christmas Eve, and it was yes. just like the, like the orphan children, basically. Mm. And we got we hooked it up with a with a minivan. Mm. I believe it was from ALM, and the guy that was helping me was one of the guys that I rode down to Florida with to take that minivan to that family.
2: Wow, I forgot we did that on the radio show. We did good stuff. Mm. Yeah, we used to do a lot of good stuff until one person on the show was not into it because they weren't getting paid. <laughs> like, yeah. Have you ever done charity work before? Uh-uh. <laughs> I do charity work all the time. <laughs> Pay me in toys. I don't care. Liar. Uh, I do remember that. That's uh, that, that was that was a good thing we did. Yeah. So they're great. Yeah, So I think some of them are listeners there. Yeah. I tried to sell them on advertising. I was like, I need a sponsor for this new video thing that we're doing. And uh, he's interested. So I'm going to reach uh, out to him this week and and see if I can get him on. We need somebody in the car space. We don't have anyone in the car space on this podcast and it blows me away. And 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 I think a lot of these corporate car places maybe aren't dealing in the podcast world um just because of they de- they they go through agencies, but somebody like I think this dealership on a local level cuz they're Atlanta based. So on a local level if they get it and possibly even know who we are, that they, they would be interested, you know. So they've great cars. They've got plenty of them too. You don't have to worry about that. And they did a good job detailing it. Uh, so, they got
4: the panties out?
2: Yeah, they got the panties out. I, I told them you could leave <laughs> the panties in. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when, I, when I picked up the car, they took out the floor mats because they were beat to hell. Like, I don't know whoever owned this car. Oh, here was the other part of this story. <clears throat> so I said, before I leave, you have to tell me how much you guys paid for the car. I'm curious. I said I don't think you guys paid any more than 1750. I was like that's my guess, 1750. No more than 2000. And of course they don't want to tell you that.
4: No they don't. Right.
2: And uh, our our sales dude this kid Ethan he goes he won't tell me until afterwards. And he's like it's kind of like a challenge. I was like, "Well, that's cool. I, I can get that. That's 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 a good idea. That's smart." And so everything's all said and done. I'm getting ready to leave. I did the paperwork. We're all joking around. I'm joking around with the other sales kids or guys. And they were all very nice, very cool. And and the one guy in the back that I used the cell phone charger, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, that was my car. I, I, I'm i the one that brought that in. And I said, yours personally? And he goes, no, 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 no. I, I brought it in just the other day. They I, I, I traded out for it. I said, Really? And I look out of the corner of my eye, at my sales guy's like, don't say it, 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 don't say it. You could just tell he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I said, let me guess. I'm trying to figure out how much you uh, got for the car. You didn't get any more than 2000 did you? And he's like, no. And I go, all right. I said, I'm just trying to see how much you guys got me for. And uh, I said, I'm going to say $1,750. He goes, close, $1,500. I go, oof. So I feel like I had about a $500 Nego- more to negotiate, but
3: it's fine. Yeah. Mm.
2: That's fine. It's okay. You know, it's forty two. He's like, yeah, I got
3: on Facebook Marketplace. It was cheap <laughs> <laughs> by
2: this guy that had Z's and Y's and Q's in his name. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Apparently, he's in the military.
2: <laughs> so when I picked it up, the 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 floor mats were all gone because they were beat to hell anyway, and they had instead of the paper floor mats that dealerships usually put in it was like a sticky plastic it was almost like a tape and you could see underneath and i didn't catch this before but there's a hole in the floorboard <laughs> there there's like there's there's carpet and there's like styrofoam and it's right where your heel would go for the gas pedal so i don't know who whoever owned this car before had heels of steel like they had blades in their heels because i just don't see how much driving you can do to make that mark, even with a floor pad. And so I'm like, what do I do about this? I mean, obviously I can cover it up. So I wanted to make sure that it didn't go all the way through. If it went all the way through, we have a bigger problem. And right. I, I don't want the car. You know, and I had five, I have five days to take it back. So I'm putting my finger in it. I'm finger banging the car floorboard, you know, to see if it goes all the way through. And it did, does not. So uh, the guys at Carl Black said that they could put like a foam or putty or they could fix it. They're gonna fix it for me. So you anyway. so know. I got a car. You nice. got a yeah. car. Yeah, I got a car. Your mom's excited. Well, mom's excited. So the second part, uh, real quick and then we'll get to, to Nate's Mexico moment. But the this the second part of this, as we're you know, when you go to a dealership, you get sucked in, right? You was like, Oh, I kinda want that car, I kinda want this car, I could mm-hmm. do you know, this this kind of car. Rachel always wants a new car. She loves her car. Loves, loves her. Loves her. She has a Nissan Maxima, like a 2021. She loves it. And it is a very nice car. She, she likes it better than her Mercedes. She got rid of her Mercedes for that car. I remember. She absolutely loves that car. They have a row of Land Rovers there. And there's the newer, normal Land Rover. It's kind of roundish, right? It looks kind of like a, chick suv especially in white and then they have this model called the defender that's mm. a box it looks i mean it almost looks military-esque and they had a white one which you know land rovers yeah, a guy can get away you know there are certain cars that you know you look at it and go that's a guy car that's a girl car that's a douche car that's a you know a, this a slut car i mean there's a car there's the old
4: car, lady car
2: old lady car there's a car that fits personalities <laughs> right we can agree on that, correct? Cars yes. fit, personality, sexes, and yep. all that kind of stuff. Agreed. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, this one Land Rover defender is silver. And on the back, it's not just a, a flat, you know, it, it, it looks like it, it looks it, it looks like metal. You know, like the that metal look, like the top of the steps going to a WWE ring. You know, where it's kind of elevated. Does do, do anybody else have a better way to describe the metal I'm talking about? No. No. Yeah, I know what you're, you're talking about. about. But you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very manly. I mean, it's, it's tough. I was like, you know, that's a, that's a dude car. Out of, all those, out of all those Land Rovers, she wants that one. And I and and she goes, you know what? I think I think I think want to I think I want to get that I think I'm gonna upgrade and you know because our car's paid off. She's like, I'll just trade my car in. I was like, you don't have a car payment. She's like, I know, I know. I was like, get a, I was like it's not a cheap car. And she goes, I know, I know. But you know, we got some things coming up, and I, I just you know, she, she's going through she's going through kind of a midlife crisis because the kids are, are you know Caleb's already gone, Ariel's about to go. We got some things that are happening that soon everybody will find out about and, and this and this and that. And so she's just kind of going balls to the wall. I can appreciate that. And I can even appreciate her wanting to get a Land Rover. I really can. Or a new car, a new vehicle. I get it. It's it's fun. It's fresh. It, it's it's uh, rejuvenating. But I said, that's a dude car. <laughs> <laughs> and she always has this tendency to want to buy dude cars. There was I did a gig at a Ford dealership when I first started at the radio station and she was like, oh my God look at that what is it uh Brandon the the uh, Bosch is that what they're called Bosch Ford the Mustangs the Bosch model version the bullet no not the bullet it, it's it's like I think it's a b o s c h e Bosch it's a certain oh. type of Mustang anyway she sees it it was like out front she goes, I'm gonna buy that buy that Mustang I go, no <laughs> it's not pra- one it's not practical I mean the kids were a lot younger at the time right I go a- oh you mean a mosh I don't think it's mosh I don't, I don't think is that a boss no no that's mock you dumbass I think it's slosh M-A-C-H is mock you idiot well I mean yeah, if you mock. said
4: M-O-B whatever that's closer to what you're trying to say no one's ever I heard said of a bosh
2: Bot. it is it's Mustang B-O just type in Mustang so is that a boss
4: it only like says a boss, boss.
2: spell it B O S S? No, 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 no. It's not boss. I, oh, that's i am O S E. I'm, 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 I'm not far off. I'm oh, not... it
4: is Bosch.
2: Thank you. Yay. y'all can go fuck yourselves. By the way,
4: <laughs> but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Bosch.
3: Oh no, the alternator is called Bosch. It says Bosch. We sound like such cars guys. Bosch car guys. <laughs> Bosch. Well, no,
2: no, they they have
4: it written on the back
2: of the Mustang. They, I mean, it's a thing. Like it, it's written on the back, or it's or it's across the you know the
3: Mustang cult people. I I don't think it's a model because if you search it, it doesn't come up with one single car.
4: Yeah, I just pulled it up.
3: Yeah, she has it up right now. I'm telling you.
2: It It
4: says Mustang Bosch, B-O-S-C-H 2017. It pulled up four different cars for me.
2: and I'm telling you, that's what the car had. It had had Bosch on the back and had Bosch on the top of the windshield. You know, like, you know that little strip at the top Mm -hmm. where it goes across. And this is a brand new car. Zero miles. I mean, it's all this race car-y thing. You can't have this. You can't, you're you telling me what kind of car I can have? You being possessive? Are you being, you know, man-man? <laughs> like, no, but there's just certain cars that you shouldn't drive.
4: Like, there's certain- I don't agree with that. You can drive whatever you want to drive. There are cars that look like manly cars and some cars that look like chick cars, but I be seeing dudes in them little bitty um, minis.
2: And that shouldn't happen.
4: Well, there you know.
2: I'm just I, like, <laughs> but, but here's the, the give and take of a relationship. That's the checks and balances. You're not necessarily telling them not to do it, but you're suggesting strongly it's not a good idea. Nah, I take them. the advice from my wife. There are many things That I've asked her about. I asked her about my truck. I said, how do I look in my truck? Does it look, you know, like a dude truck? If she would have said no, or if I would have bought it in a different color and she would have said it's not you, I would have listened to her and I would have taken her advice. That's the only person's advice that I needed. And I do it all the time. But when I go to give her advice and tell her something,
4: she flips shit. I'm not saying she shouldn't get this car because it's a dude car. I'm saying she shouldn't get it because it's ugly. Well, that's that you're
2: not going to have that. You're not going to win that argument with her. It's the, 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 the conversation is it's a dude car. It's not a dude car. Like if I went out and I was like, Hey, you know what? I just uh, found an old school Volkswagen rabbit white convertible thinking about trading the truck in for it. What do you think? I would hope to God she would talk me out of it. Just found this sweet Suzuki samurai on Facebook marketplace Uh, It's got teal rims and it's white with a red pinstripe. Really cool America stuff. What do you think? Talk me out of it. Please talk me out of it. Please talk me out. Hey, I found a Chrysler 300 all blacked out windows with a crown uh, air freshener in the back window. No, 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 no. You're a white guy. That's a black guy's car, right? That's what black guys would drive. White guys don't drive that vehicle. It, there's just certain cars that you know. Is, there's a stereotype, and that's what it is. What's Jeff Face for?
4: Who told you that only black guys drive Chrysler 300s?
2: Oh, that's common knowledge.
3: I mean, is anybody yes. gonna?
2: I mean, somebody gonna help me out here? Are you guys afraid to say something? I
3: can never tell because the windows are always tinted. Okay, yeah, <laughs> was blacked <laughs> <was bumping.
0: laughs> out. Or or
2: or, or 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 the or the cop cars blocking who's driving it. <laughs> <laughs> <Not true. laughs> that's such a racist thing to say. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. You're not sorry. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So anyway, that's the now. That's the current debate we're having is whether she's allowed to get the car or not. Because is it a man car? Or is it not a man car? That's the current debate. Did you look th- up any th- of the th- common th- problems th- they have? Uh, well, I would talk her out of getting a Land, Land Rover altogether because they're expensive to fix. And I mean, every
4: break easy, my friend got a brand new one last year. It's already tore up.
2: Yeah. I mean, every car you're going to have, if you've had a bad experience, somebody's going to be the loudest person in the room. I've known plenty of people that have had Land Rovers for many years and never had any issues. But yes, I have heard of many issues with Land Rovers and they're expensive to fix. That's why I'm not a huge fan of, you know, like the, like Mercedes and people love Mercedes. They look cool on the roads. Don't get me wrong. I don't like the way they drive. Um, uh, and in, in one little thing goes wrong, you're in for at least a thousand dollars every visit. It's just not worth it to me. You know, uh, you know, buy America, ew, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. Get her a Mustang. No, well, she's not getting a sports car. I mean, what she? Oh, then she goes, okay, well, if you're not going to let me do that, I'm going to get one of those little uh, two seater sports cars. Like, that's fine. That's a chick yeah. car. Like a little BMW, even though I'm not a big BMW guy, but you know, you get one of those. That's fine. If you feel that's what you need to do, then you know, to, to get through whatever it is that you're going through, that's a chick car. You're more than welcome to do it. That start that took her, that shook her a little bit. She's like, Oh, he said it was okay. I was like, I'm not telling you that you can't purchase a car, you've got your own money, you can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you as your husband, you're gonna look like a dude in that car. You need to start dipping and drinking beer, drinking and driving and, you know, doing guy stuff. You know, put the uh, <laughs> the, the girls uh, and the stickers on the back or you know, a little guy peeing on something else or something. I mean, do dude, dude stuff in it then. You know. So anyway, and then then my of course my daughter and her friend get involved and you know, the 17-year-olds, they're like there's no difference with cars. Everybody's welcome to have any car and every car is for everybody. And everybody <laughs> is for every car. I, and I turn around, we're, we're taking, we're taking bees out to dinner uh, because uh, she's just got a, a job, a new job. And, and I, I turn around and I said, I love you both. I really do. But shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I go, I know that's the crap that's been force fed down your throats at school. Uh, And uh, let me tell you that there's the reason why they force feed that down your throats at school is because they really, I think administration wants to make the world a better place. But if you abide by those rules, it's not as much work for them to do their jobs. You get out in the real world, you'll learn that's not happening anyway. All right. So that's the car story. Finally, a finale. My mom will get it. She has not got it yet, but she will get it. She's very excited for this uh, 2015 Nissan Versa. It is the last thing on my list. To do to make my mother uh, and her life more accessible, she can go up and back to the store. There's this little store that she goes to with her friends, she can go up and down the street to that. That's what this thing is. It's Job
0: well done.
2: It's, I, I think I did good. Job I, think, well done. I feel good about it. Let's put it that way. I feel, feel real good about it. All right, Nate, here we go.
1: And now a Mexico moment with Nate.
3: Right. Mexico Moment Mexico Moment with Nate brought to you by Inspect All Pest Services. Inspect All Pest Services provides high quality termite, pest and wildlife control. But that's not all they do. Inspect All can take care of your insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance and other home services in the Metro Atlanta and surrounding region. And now if you mention the BS you get 10% off and you can reach them at 770-483-2420. That's 770-483-2420. All right. What do you got? All right. So this one, this Mexico moment, actually happened uh, a few months ago. This was when Brandy and Lindsay came down to visit. And um, they were in town for a couple days, and we decided to go to Cozumel. And when you do that, you got to take the ferry over because it's the island. You guys came. Brandon, You did you come to? Yeah, you guys came, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, we were on that ferry. Oh, sure were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that was the trip you and August were down, I believe, right? You guys both came in over? In December, yeah. yeah. yeah Yeah, so when um, it it
2: rained that was the one where you missed the boat (laughs) yeah on the way back yeah you missed the boat on the way back Nate on our trip oh I did oh I thought you meant Brandon I was like when
3: did he miss the boat no no, I I wanted I I
2: wanted to throw him off the boat but (laughs) no he was on the boat
3: yes (laughs) <laughs> so when you come into mexico as a u.s citizen you get what's called an fmm and it's basically like you're kind of a tourist visa it's not actually a visa but the u.s and mexico has like a deal where you can stay in the country for a maximum of 180 days um, but it's really up to the discretion of the agent um the the customs agent that you go through when uh when you come into the country they can give you they can give you a week if they want and in the, in the past they've been giving 100 days uh but i think it was well whenever you guys were coming down what was that do you know i remember it was around christmas like december the
2: the first time we came down was in december the second time we came down it was warmer it was a warmer month i want to say break yeah it was spring break because we took yeah we took bees down there that's right um yeah
3: yeah yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I okay. So it was last December. So around that time, um, they were kind of cracking down. It wasn't exact. They wouldn't give you exactly 180 days. You would be like, they would ask you how long you're staying. They might give you a couple days more than that. Um, so it was kind of up to their discretion because a lot of people were just staying over their visas. Um, and uh, and just staying in the country and if you do that you can be uh, deported you can be arrested taken to jail I mean you can stay in jail for a couple of weeks there's been some some stories I've seen uh, on YouTube of that happening to certain people um, but so randomly there there be, it became more uh, common for, to be stopped by, um, immigration officers, you know, wherever you were, typically it happened like at the bus station or, you know, airport or something, just, they would just ask for your ID and then your, um, FMM because technically, um, legally you were supposed to be carrying around your FMM card and your passport, wherever you go. Because um, you have to prove that you're legally in the country. Not everybody does that because it's kind of a hassle, but whatever. Um, so one of the spots that they were stopping people and checking their their information was uh, at, in, in the line on the ferry, to get on the ferry to go over to Cozumel. So that I'd never been stopped before. And we were kind of in that, you know, the line that goes snakes back and forth, like an amusement park line that we right. stood in before you can get yeah. on the very. So we were standing in line, and this guy comes over to me, and very official. He has kind of not like a police officer form, uh, uniform, but you know, like almost like like immigration at the airport. And, and so he comes over to me and asks me, "Hey, can I see your your FMM?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm a resident." So he, uh, so I give him my residency card, and he gets on his phone and he types it in, and he sends it off, and they come back and checks out okay, and like, okay, cool. You know, you know, have a, have a good day, sir. Then they come back around to Brandy and Lindsay mm-hmm. and they check. Uh, they don't have theirs with them, of course. Um, and sometimes they're pretty cool and you can just show them a photo of it. And so they mm-hmm. didn't have that either, of course. Shocking. And so he's check yeah, checking, yeah, uh, checking Lindsay's and Brandy's and getting the Brandy's. And so they just, I think they had their IDs. And so they sent a picture of their ID off to like this home office or whatever that they're talking to to, to check. And they're like, we have no record of uh of you being in the country legally. And Brandy's like, Well, I don't I don't know what to say. Like I'm here and she's like, I don't have it. I have it back in my hotel. I can run back and get it if you want. And then Lindsay steps in, like, whoa, 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 why? are you Like, just oh. getting in this guy's face, like, why are you harassing her? Like, she, like, just let her go. Come on, I mean, like, we're, we're obviously here legally, and just, just like, giving this guy a hard time. And she, he's, and he was very calm with her, and he's like, "Ma'am, you know, like, I'm, I'm just doing my job. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here," and she's just like giving this guy kind of a hard time. I, I felt, and, um, and it turns out that. They had spelled Brandy's name wrong, of course, because, you know, it's with an I instead of a Y. So he, he he types it in, sends it off, comes back and they're like, oh, OK, you know, totally fine. You guys are OK. You're good to go. You know, you just maybe, you know, carry that form with you next time um, you're going out. And so then when we're walking down the ramp uh, to get on the ferry, I, she was like going off how this guy was so rude. And and I was kind of I just mentioned I was like, it's probably not the best idea to talk back to the guy that can deport you and put you in jail. And she's, I didn't talk back to him. And I was like, well, you kind of did. You kind of raised your voice at him. And this is like kind of how I said it. And then, you know, that was kind of done with the conversation. And we get on the ferry and we're on the top of it. And I look over and she's crying. And like she was uh, upset that I had like, said that to her. It wasn't like I yelled at her or anything. I was just like, you probably shouldn't talk back to the guy that can arrest you, you know? And so, yeah, so I felt terrible, but I was like, I I didn't think I did said anything that wrong.
2: (laughs) Well, even, even, even Nate yelling, I think, I think you've yelled at me maybe not even a handful of times since uh, we've been friends. It's not really a yell. It's, it's kind of like an elevated Air blow through his throat. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't like when I yell. I, 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 you know I'm yelling, and but when Nate yells, it's kind of like a, (laughs) (laughs) right, right. It's like it's like a cartoon mouth that gets real big and just (laughs) (laughs) air comes out. His tongue is. (laughs) 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 Nate's
4: always so nice and cool. So just. To even be like, oh, I'm crying because you said something <laughs> mean to me. That's cry.
2: I'm assuming you're 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 telling this story because it's an older story because you're angry they haven't sent you their podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm just uh, a uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's one of uh, you know I write down my moments so I I have some you know to go Good to truth. if I and I've had this one for a while and <laughs> <laughs> I, I had yeah I, well, that's kind of partially the reason I didn't figure they'd be listening.
4: <laughs> calling them out yeah <laughs> well they, they, they're, they're,
2: they're, they're like they're they're mia i mean like they have a podcast people enjoy their podcast on the network and they just haven't sent it and i mean i don't know maybe now they have uh, when this airs but and they won't return my text um Shocker. Uh, so uh
3: anyway yes Go ahead. Yeah. Go. So don't talk don't talk back to people that can deport you. Mm-hmm. It's a good rule. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
2: or
4: don't be a badass and then be a crybaby.
2: So, so did you go over and like console her and be like, it's okay?
3: No, I didn't know what to do, and I didn't I didn't say anything to her because I I didn't feel like I had anything wrong, and I just thought at the time maybe she was upset with the situation because it kind of got elevated, and um, so yeah, I just had never addressed it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
2: Good story. All right, let's talk to our guests. Hold up. Wait a minute.
0: Let's hear from our sponsors.
2: Winter is here, and we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice, warm attic or crawl space, possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cause thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue With house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires, not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured, Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs. Inspectallservices.com. Make sure you mention the BS and receive 10% off your exclusion work. Year round exclusions, one year of rodent trapping, include it with annual renewal, rodent letters, trap set in attics, and crawl spaces. Free inspections. Inspect all pest services.com. Doing a little remodeling in the new year, possibly go to UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. By the way, if you go in or when you go in, make sure you ask if Tony's around. Tony's awesome. You got to meet Tony. Fair prices, quality of work, and excellent service apart uh, from their competitors and their industry. You can visit the Norcross Uh, showroom location and let their design team just totally transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit, you know, your personality, right? It's a one-stop shop at UCI kitchen and bath. They provide installation on whatever you buy. Mention the BS. You get 10% off regularly priced countertops. Ucigranite.com. Ucigranite.com. I want you to get the latest, coolest, hippest trends in your house. Plus, you get to improve your property value. Ucigranite.com.
0: And back to you, Jason.
2: I'm a fan of our guests because he handles the sportsy world the way it should be handled. Just like a dude having fun. When I spent time in the sportsy world, it was a bunch of dudes that made it not fun. (laughs) Uh, And it doesn't matter whether it's uh, the NFL, Major League Baseball. uh, He does a very, very good job. I'm talking about our guest, Chris Rose. And and we can talk about all that stuff here in a second, Chris. But uh, BattleBots which is on Discovery Thursdays at 8 o'clock. This is the old show that Mick Foley back in the day did, right?
6: I believe Mick had something to do with it, yeah, back when it was on uh, Comedy Central. Yes. And, um, yeah, so this we just completed our season shooting it. It's going to start airing today, and it'll be there for the next several months. Right. Um, and truth be told, when I came in 2015, they were looking for a play-by-play guy. And they were like two weeks out from shooting. They hadn't found any. I remember talking to my agent about it. And um, she said, hey, check it out. I didn't know a thing about it. I spun up some clips on YouTube. Our oldest son, who I think was just finishing like eighth or ninth grade at the time, he comes down and he says, what are you doing? I said, well, auditioning for this show. And he watched the clips for 90 seconds. And he goes, stay in hell, you're doing that show. I said, what do you mean? Because Dad, I'm going to get laughed out of school. He said, no, no, no. Well, first of all, I don't need a job yet. I said, and it looks kind of fun. I ended up getting a job. He and his boys loved it during the summer at ABC at the time. And uh, he was really popular and all that. And I remember walking up into his room one day, just poked my head in, and I said, you're welcome. they <laughs> are finally making you a popular, you loser. <laughs> so there you go.
2: And, and for those that don't know about the show, it's it's a very cool concept. I mean, it's it's like uh, Hollywood comes to life, you know, real world stuff. You have a yeah. bunch of extremely smart people that put together these robots and you put them in a cage uh, like UFC style and they, they battle it out. I mean, it's pretty much that simple with uh, a prize when it's all said and done, right?
6: Yeah, it's, it's two 250-pound ropes that are fighting over a three-minute span to the death. And if neither one of them die, then it go to the judges. It's just like any other combat that you've got out there. The thing I love most about it is obviously the engineering, even in the seven seasons that I've done it, has improved so significantly. But it's a, one of the few Titos that everybody can watch, right? Like... Um, a lot of TV shows are geared toward kids, which is great for them. But after 35 seconds, I'm like, Oh my God, I've had enough of this crap. (laughs) Or they're all geared to adults. In which case the kids are like, Oh, can I watch? And you're like, no, beat it, kid. Here's twenty bucks. Go spend on video games. So you know, there's not a lot that families can do together. This is one of the few where it can. So you could walk. You're eight years old, or if you're seventy-eight years old, because who doesn't like seeing stuff blown up? Everybody is safe at the end of the day.
2: Right, and I, and I like the you know, as as we know in this business, it's all about chemistry when you're trying to uh, do a television show or a radio show. And I like the idea of them teaming you up with Kenny Floria, uh, from oh, a yeah. UFC fighter, because I like the idea of having the the the, the real life MMA uh, verbiage and, and words and lingo come into the robots fighting. I, I think that's a pr- and, and of course, you're the quick and witty you know, guy. This is like old hat to you that you can do this in your sleep. Um, so I like that combination. I think that's pretty cool and clever, whoever was uh, in charge of that.
6: Well, I appreciate it. You know, we've got a couple of guys that run this show named Chris Cowan and Aaron Catling. And, you know, sometimes when you get out to the sports world, if you will, oh. and get into the Hollywood side of things, get off the rails. Like they're like, okay, can we shoot that again? These two dudes are just huge sports at heart. So they wanted two guys who have done a lot of live sports. Um, I did not know Kenny before. We had worked with common people, a lot of common friends, but we had never worked together. And we just hit it off instantly. Um, One of the many reasons I remain friends with him is because he can kill with his hands. And so I thought it was a really good idea to get on his good side and just hit him in basically anything. So even if I think that he's being an idiot, something he's saying, I'm like, you are spot, dude. <laughs> that is the smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's like, really Chris? I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not really, but yes.
2: So, so I spent a year in, uh, in sports talk radio and it was the worst year mm-hmm. of my life. Um, Ooh, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm a talk show host guy, but you know, for entertainment talk, like guy talk, you know, and hot talk as they used to call it. And, yeah. and, 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 and without going into the whole story, but it, it was the worst year of my life. And I love sports. Don't get me wrong. But it was like these people that I was surrounded with, they, tr- they treated it like politics, like it was news. They knew nothing else in the world other than sports. And in their defense, I kind of like after, you know, before I got fired, I, I, I was I, I kind of got like you have to the, you you have to put more prep into being a sports broadcaster than any other job. Um, because you have to quickly on the fly refer back to fill in the blank, you know, some of the best in the business like Chris Fowler or uh, Herb Street, and these guys can do multiple sports and know everything there is uh, about it and then are cool enough to deliver it. You have that same oomph about you. You can talk baseball, you can talk football, you can talk anything. Do you, do you know anything else in the world that's going on, or are you just, like, strictly wake-up sports, go-to-bed sports?
6: Well, it depends. Um, <laughs> if you want the real answer, I'll run downstairs and grab my wife because she uh, should be like, really?
2: Yeah.
6: this again. Um, listen, there's – I love what I do, and I have always wanted to be in sports in some capacity ever since I was a little kid. I want – I won a speaking contest my junior year in high school in 1988 on being a sportsaholic. Mm. And this is way before everything was broadcast on TV. I mean, there just weren't as many options back then. So it has been part of my DNA. It's been part of my family's fabric forever. I'm not going to apologize for that, although I have lived in Los Angeles and raised two kids who are 22 and 17 now out here, but I made them Cleveland sports. And I thought for sure that social services was going to knock on the door one day and just be like, I'm sorry, you can't do this to these kids. It's horrible. Um, I do love it. I think sports plays a very important role in society, but I've never ever allowed it to become bigger than what it is. Yeah. yeah have I been disappointed? Yeah. Look, it says Cleveland on the sweat. Of course, I'm disappointed. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, there's way more important things, but I also understand the role that sports can play in in bringing people together and bringing families together, uh, and things of that nature.
2: Well, and, and that's you have a sense of humor. That's another thing that you know I learned. Now that's and,
6: questionable. And,
2: and see, exactly in the sportsy world, everybody's tight, especially when you get the the, yes. the newer breed that are trained in a certain you know quote unquote media way by. Really, honestly, a lot of non-media type people. Uh, oh. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, let me tell you this. So 20 plus years ago, I was fortunate enough to land a role on the best damn sports show period. Yep. Whether Not everybody loved it. It wasn't for everybody. Um, but what it allowed people to do was have fun. And I thought we were the first show in a while. Because I thought we were kind of skewing the wrong direction in your kind of what you're explaining here. That we were taking it too seriously. End of the freaking day it's sports mm-hmm. it's sports that's all it is it is important it's big business but let's take a deep breath here mm-hmm. I mean it is fun right it, I 30 years I can count on maybe both my hands the number of days I haven't wanted to go to work and it's strictly because of usually something that's going on in the rest of my life it has nothing to do with the itself mm-hmm. I have been fortunate to have these jobs whether it's ballots, whether it's the NFL hosting the show right after the Super Bowl, whether it was at MLB net or now at John boy media, just different opportunities to have fun. Mm -hmm. Everybody can say that with their work. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky.
2: How do you, how do you like the podcast world? I see your John boy uh, shirt in the background. That's uh, by the way, that's good merch. You know, we, I, I thought we had pretty decent merch, but I like your merch. I'll swap you out a shirt, Chris.
6: Well, this actually isn't a shirt They're old jerseys that I took oh. a logo oh. and steamed. That was a Michelle Rose production. My <laughs> wife is like, yeah, I'm going to have some role in this show, but, um, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. it is. It's a different, I've had to really learn over the two years. It's a different speed. Um, you know, there's a lot more storytelling involved, which I dig yeah. and I like interviewing people. So I think it's really fun for me.
2: Yeah, it, it's, you know, everything in radio that especially now that you're taught about getting the things. Qu- I mean, it's all I always say there's too many scientists running the art museum. Um uh-huh. And the same probably goes for television, I'm assuming, as well. In the podcast world, you know, you, you kind of figure it out on your own whether you're gaining or losing an audience. I mean, obviously it's helpful for those that are on television like yourself to have a following. Um, and it's even helpful for people like me that have been in different markets and radio. So uh, it, it, I'm enjoying it, you know, not to say that I'm not going back to terrestrial radio anytime soon, but I enjoy the podcast freedom. It's liberating, totally, totally liberating.
6: And by the way, Jason, I would, I hate to cut you off. I think that there's an important lesson to be learned that sometimes linear television and radio, I would imagine for that, uh, for the sake of argument is massively overproduced. And what I mean by that, maybe we're getting a little bit weeds. We all pretty much agree that the best show on television, that's a studio show is what inside the NBA, watch that show as a fan. There's very little highlights. There's, very few graphics. It's just them letting Bernie and Charles and Shaq and Kenny have the ball and go play. Mm -hmm. It's so loosely produced that that's why it's the best show because they, people just want to hear talking and having fun. And when things have to get serious, they do that too, but just let them be. Let's not think, okay, well how can we sign up with this graphic and this video and this,
2: yeah. No. yeah, it's it's very, very few camera angles and very few transitions on that show as well.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's I, just they it, let them be.
2: Yeah, they let them be. Uh, I want to talk to you about the the Darren Hamlin situation with, uh, with the Buffalo Bills that mm-hmm. all of us saw in that Monday night game. And uh, where, you know, this depending on. You know, well, we're recording this before we air it, obviously, but, um, you know, hopefully things have gotten better by the time this airs. Um, and we all saw something that I know I've never seen ever before. You know, I know it's happened before as we found out later, but I mean, wh- wh- what was your first reaction when you saw that?
6: Um, yeah, I knew something was different. You know, I, Part of my job is to sit in a theater room at NFL Network every Sunday and watch every game at any time. So, unfortunately, a couple times a month, we do see a stretcher. We do see an ambulance come out on the field. But you see a guy's limbs moving, you see a thumbs up, and we've all been conditioned to say, oh, okay, now I can let my brain and my heart move on, and we can watch the game in peace now. And when that didn't happen Monday night, we all experienced something that we hadn't before. I tend to look it this way. Um, I personally think that there's a lot of good that comes out of tragedy or near tragedy. And I think something we've learned is that most people are really good in this country and in this world. Um, most people who cover the sport for a living did not even know Damar DeMar Hamlin was prior to Monday's cardiac arrest incident. What we did was we found out he's a special kid who in college started a toy drive and people wanted to do something. They knew they couldn't fly to Cincinnati and comfort his family. Um, they knew they couldn't fly to Buffalo and give the players and the staff there a hug. So how do we help out? Well, we can donate money to his charity mm. and something that had less than a hundred thousand dollars in it before Monday now has more than 7 million. Mm. That's, on, that's for somebody that most people in the world didn't even know existed. Right. So I think that we have to be able to look at the good. At the same time, there are going to be people who are shouting at the top of their lungs, the sport is too dangerous. We know it's inherently dangerous. I think what we need to do is take a step back as football fans and kind of check ourselves and understand that there are young men putting their lives and their health on the line for our entertainment. Do they get paid handsomely? Yes. Do they choose on their free will to do it? Absolutely. Absolutely but it doesn't mean it has to be mutually exclusive. We can share in understanding the danger um, while also enjoying everything we love about football. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's okay to, you shouldn't feel guilty that the next time you watch a football game that you're going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should. Um, I do think that, you know, I hope that people who have been going after players on social media because fa- they affected their fantasy team or my team lost, and so, you know, they're screaming at the top of their lungs in all apps, I hope those people dial it back a bit. But it's okay to still be passionate about your sports teams because it does play in a role. Do I've told you that, and I think it does.
2: Do you believe that when something of this magnitude happens, and let's take this case in particular, There is an instant overreaction by everyone. People in the sports world, like with uh, Shannon Sharpe and uh, Skip, you know, he didn't show up to work, whether it's a bit or not. I don't think it is, you know, because he didn't like a tweet. Uh, I mean, like the over because somebody doesn't believe what you believe. I mean, again, this is where sports become very much like politics. Um, Mm -hmm. do you think that there in this situation was an instant overreaction by everyone that had a, a reaction?
6: I think that you, um, sometimes you can't help it, particularly when it's something we haven't seen before that there was no blueprint. So once again, I'm, and this might not be the way for everybody, but I'm trying to look at the positives of this. I am so thankful that those people. And the medical staffs on both sides, EMTs were prepared for this. Yeah. You know, I've talked to doctor friends of mine, and they were blown away by the speed with which they responded to this. Like, that's the sort of stuff I want to focus on. I don't give a damn about Skip's tweet.
2: hmm yeah. Or, or 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 the NFL handled it, you know? I mean, everybody's got an opinion on that or how I get it. how Joe Buck but, and Troy Aikman. I mean, it's like no one's been through this. You just kind of have no. to it, it is what it is and hope right. for the best.
6: We're a real judgmental society. I think we've learned that uh ad nauseum over the last two and three quarters years to the nth degree. Yeah. That we ha- and if the reaction isn't up to somebody's speed or exactly in the lane that they drive in, then it's wrong.
2: Right. You didn't tweet on this, did know. you? You didn't put a tweet out about it.
6: I haven't said a thing about it because that's the way I operate. When somebody has a birthday that I know that's in my cell phone, I'm not putting it on their book
3: uh,
6: timeline. I'm not putting it on Instagram. I'm not putting it on Twitter. Not because those are, I use all of those. I'm going to call them. Yeah. I'm going to text him. To me, it's a personal thing. It doesn't mean, once again, that's not, if people want to say thoughts and prayers and tweet that out, if they, if they think that's going to help, go for it. That's just not, it it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't I, mean I'm thinking any less about DeMar Hamlin and his family. It doesn't mean that I'm not taking it extremely seriously. Just means that I don't think I have to say something about everything.
2: Yeah, I, I would, if I were uh, a person is in your shoes like you know the position that you're in i would be terrified to go to social media even with a full heart and and have the best intentions because it's just going to get ripped apart uh right and
6: uh, you know at the same time like I said, there are probably going to be some people who say well why haven't you tweeted i just told you why it, it doesn't mean that i'm thinking any less of his family the first thing i've been doing every day tuesday wednesday thursday when i wake up and I've woken up, I'm a sleeper. I wake up at 3 a.m. sometimes. That's the first thing I check. I, che- I type in DeMar Hamlin I'm, and search. Mm. I want to see how he's doing. Um, and I am hoping for the best. I really am. Uh, it's It's been an alarming week for for right. everybody it and, really has
2: and and for uh, the comment on what you said about people and you how violent the nfl like that's no secret this is mm-hmm. one this is one of those one in a gazillion instances where mm-hmm. everything has to be wrong perfectly to happen and that's that's what we witnessed it, it, it's nothing more and nothing less and those are doctors saying that not just me so you, you but everybody wants to be a sleuth and, and 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 investigate and have an answer and be the one there's nothing more to it all you can do is sit back and whatever you believe in say please whoever you are help this young man out and and then just go along i mean it's just, will will they play the game again i don't know i know there's different conversations that they're having i don't think you can to be honest no. with you i think you leave it the way it is both teams are making the playoffs i don't know what uh, the win would have meant for the teams as far as seeding goes. I don't know if it, how big it was, but I, I just don't see those players going back out there. I don't see it happening.
6: Well, I will tell you this, just from a, an NFL record standpoint, it was significant in terms of the seeding. Uh, at the same time, we have learned as a country and as a world, we have got to adjust over the last several years. We have to or we're not going to make it if we're going to sit here and complain about seedings and home field advantage after what we just saw, I think we all have to get examined. Yeah, I think we just have to chalk it up as hopefully a once in a lifetime experience for everybody, move on, whatever the decision is. And, and ironically, it could actually affect the Buffalo bills the most because they were in line to have the one seed and the buy and home field advantage in the AFC for the first time, least like three decades. But at the same time, I think if you ask those guys how important home field advantage is to them today,
4: mm. they won't I'm going to
6: guess the answer will be yeah. not very much.
2: What, what do you think they should do and what do you think they will do?
6: I, You know, even though I work in the NFL, I'm not in the building except for Sunday. So I, I want to be forthright about that. And I don't have, I haven't been talking to anybody in the league office about this. So this is just my conjecture that I think that they will call it essentially a no contest, that those two teams will finish with a 16-game regular season. They'll uh, do the playoffs based on a winning percentage uh, while the other teams have 17 games. Will it be fair? No. Do I think they'll push the playoffs back a week? I don't believe so because at that point, the goal would be to have Blow and Cincinnati play a game, and that would be the only game that week. But then you're giving a competitive advantage to teams that are seated fifth, sixth, and seventh who won't even have a home play game. You give them a bye week essentially. So I think I just don't think that's the way it's going to go.
2: I, I I believe we're going to see something that we've never seen before. To add on to what you said, uh, w- w- it's not going to be fair. But I th- I think the other 31 teams in the NFL are going to go go along with it and and say that that's that's fine whatever you guys want to do for that team that's fine i mean i know this is how they make a living and there's bonus money involved and stuff like this but i'm assuming that every single one of those players uh are having the same feeling across the board we pray for the bills we feel for the bills we know some most of these guys know what it's like to be around something very similar and it's like, if that's what it's going to be, that's what's going to be. If, even if it's going to put me at a disadvantage, that's fine. I understand. I think we'll see that, and they'll be outspoken about it, which means that they're such a class act. That's what I think we'll see.
6: I hope so. I, I hope you're right, too. Yeah. Um, and I hope that, that the small percentage of people who are going to bitch and moan about the postseason scheduling and seating themselves or talk to their friends before they hit send
2: yeah absolutely nikki you got a question for chris rose
4: um i'm not (laughs) very uh sportsy but i know you said you've done this over a long period of time so i just am curious about maybe one of your most memorable on-air sports moments that you've had because you seem pretty funny great
6: that's a great (laughs) question um so I've had the good fortune covering. I think I'm getting ready to cover my 18th Super Bowl, 17th Super Bowl this year in Arizona, which has been really cool because I've got the best assignment of the season. I get to host the post-game show. We're on the field, and, you know, as the confetti's coming down, guys' lives are changing because this is what they've been doing since they were seven years old, and they finally reached the pinnacle. It's not about money. It's not about contracts. It's about them doing something together as a, a group of people. I always find that really cool. Um, I would say the first time I used to work for Fox for many years. And from 2009 through 2011, uh, I hosted the baseball pregame show, which meant part of my duties was doing the uh, trophy presentation. And the first year it was in New Yankee Stadium when the Yankees won it. And for me, that was kind of reaching the top of my profession. This might come as a complete shock, guys, but I was a terrible athlete.
1: <laughs>
6: but I have always loved sports, and i always wanted to be a broadcaster. And I had lost my mom a year and a half earlier, and she was a huge sports fan. And I remember before step on the podium kind of taking a breath and just thinking about my mom and – what role she played in me getting to where I wanted to get. And it sounds sappy, but mm. that's awesome. It was pretty damn cool.
2: No. That's, that's awesome. so some of the best moments involve sports and family. Yeah. Or friends. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's that's a great story. Uh Nate, question
3: for Chris? Yeah, I'm actually more, in- <laughs> excuse me, more interested in the battle bots.
0: So, uh,
3: what was it? The hosts uh, of MythBusters were in the original season on Comedy Central, and I think they were in like kind of special effects before they got into this show. What are the? A lot of the competitors are they like engineering students? Are they just kind of nerdy guys or like where are these guys coming from?
6: It's a, it's a really good question, Nate. Um, so I think we've seen a change recent years. There are, I would say, probably half the field has um, airing backgrounds. There are some people who are so ingrained, they can't even tell us what they do. Like, they have government contracts, and they can't. I'm like, whoa, you're a badass, huh? They're like, (laughs) kind of are. And then what we've seen over recent years is, because of the popularity of the show, we've seen a lot of families that have sat down, watched the show together, and they're like, building a box. And so we have families that are now out there. Uh, we have second-generation thought builders who were kids the first time it was on comedy. So now they're the ones that are captains of two decades later. Um, do, they do a wide variety of things. Uh, they certainly have an interest in, in engineering, almost all of them. And I think one thing that has that has allowed the show to grow and develop is that sometimes... I think kids have felt out of place in STEM society, right? But yeah, they, they're nerdy. They're not athletic. They're not, they're not musical. This has given them a home. And we have seen more and more uh, robotics programs pop up in um, high schools. There's competitions all over the place. And I'm such a huge fan of that. Like I said, I, my DNA, I'm a sports dude, mm. Uh, I wasn't very good at science. I'll go get Mr. Johnston. He was my chemistry teacher. I loved him. He loved me, but I was a C plus student. He was like, Rose, why aren't you a better chemistry student? I was like, cause dumb, I'm not good at this stuff. Like I'd like to be good. I'm not, you know? So I never had an instant in it, but I love this community. I, these people are fascinating. Yeah. They are wonderful, wonderful people. And, um, Year one, I think they were skeptical when we came in as a television production team. Like, are you going to make fun of us like they used to? And we haven't. Now, make fun of the robots. Because 250-pound robots blowing up each other is inherent funny. Like the (laughs) comedy writes itself. (laughs) But we don't make fun of the competitors. But they get in it. They dress up. Some are like WWE-style yelling at the camera. And that's the beauty of it. Everybody can just be themselves.
2: That's funny you say that. I was going to ask you, have you ever thought about getting into wrestling? Not actually as a wrestler, but as a commentator.
6: Well, I did uh, when I was on Best Damn. We did a thing with TNA Wrestling in the day where uh, I used to always say that wrestling is fake. I knew it was real in terms of the athleticism, but the storylines, the wrestling community hated me. So I actually walked out with a Wrestling is Fake t-shirt in Orlando, Florida. I am getting booed. And here comes Rowdy, Rowdy Piper.
2: I remember okay. this. I remember. I lived yes. in Orlando. Rowdy, Rowdy
6: Piper what? comes at beforehand. He up to me, and he was like, don't worry. First of all, he had weird eyes looking at me. I was like, oh, my God, is he all there? He goes, don't worry. I'm not going to hurt you. I said, hey, I'm wearing an an earpiece in my ear, a plastic earpiece. Just don't hit me in this ear. He's like, okay, okay. So he comes immediately hits me in that ear and jams <laughs> that thing into my brain. Then... He takes a fire extinguisher. He never told me it was going to happen. He took a fire extinguisher full of baking soda and sprayed it in my face. I'm like choking to death on the air. I'm like, and all the producers from our show are like, throw it to break. I'm like, I think if you were to like do an examination of my lungs, I still think there's stuff from 2002 or so. Yeah, so I could. That see was my. Uh... I
2: could see you being a commentator, though. And actually, I oh, I I did some work with them. I had a relationship with them. And I lived in Orlando at the time uh, oh, yeah. on that back uh, lot there. Uh, but you you'd be a good great. You know, I mean, seen a lot of guys transition from that world over and vice versa. Yeah.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, maybe one day. You never know. Um, once again, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of on the periphery of the WWE world. Like, I know all the big wrestlers, but I don't know yeah. everything about it. But you never know. I appreciate that, though. Yeah. By the way, Jason, you look on my screen. You could be like Howie Long's, like, 37-year-old Howie Long wow. back in the day. I've never heard What's that. you he look like? And then my dude here in the red hat who hasn't right. talked yet. What's your name? I'm Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> You look like my former producer, MLB network, Dan Camiati. You, your last name's not Camiati, is it?
5: No, it's Thrasher. Close.
6: Okay. Well, it's, it was like a few letters off. But there you go. I just wanted to say that. Nate,
2: Nate lives in Mexico. Uh, okay. So he's he's doing the show for Mexico. Brandon's in nice. uh, in, in Georgia, noon in Georgia. And then okay. Nikki's here with me in Atlanta. Um, OK, Brandon, before we let Chris go, do you have a question? Did, were you going to ask yeah. him about his former producer? Is that what your question was?
5: <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to ask that. I was actually going to ask uh, what you think your, the the score is going to be on the college football championship.
6: I don't think you can hang first. I mean, it was amazing what they did last week against Michigan, put up that many points and win. If they do that against Georgia's defense, that's going to be special. But I just think it's too much Georgia. I think. I think Georgia probably puts up 49, Mm. maybe 40. I don't think it's going to be close. God, I hope it is. I'm wrong. Like 49 35 with maybe a late TCU touchdown. Sorry.
2: What's the money
3: line on that game? You know?
6: I don't know, but I can tell you this. So I'm, 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 since I'm from Ohio, I'm a Buckeyes fan. They're distant fourth behind the Browns, Guardians, and Cavs. Right. But they're, I still root. So last week, New Year's Eve, we're out to dinner. I, my wife's like, I want to go out. So we went out with three other couples. I said, fine, I'm watching the game on my phone, though. She says, no problem. I'm watching it the whole time. Dude at the other end of the table apparently doesn't know I'm watching. Because when we missed the kick at the end, he goes, oh, they missed the kick. Georgia wins. <laughs> and my phone was five seconds behind. I was like, what are you? What's the matter with you?
2: Sky like, code. What's
6: respect down here? He's like, what? I was like, I've been watching the game the whole time. Have you not noticed this? He's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, Chris. I was like, mm.
2: <laughs> Last time we go. By the way, you know who's picking up the tab tonight? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. BattleBots, oh uh, Discovery, Thursday, 8 uh, o'clock. And then uh, wherever there are sports, there is Chris Rose. Um, so... Uh, thanks so much for coming on. I, I've always wanted to meet you, and this has been an honor. So I appreciate all the time you're, you're everything I thought you were. So I'm really happy about that. Um,
6: I appreciate that. No, this was a lot of fun. And um, usually I underwhelm people, so this is uh, <laughs> that's that's good to hear. Thank no, you. you.
2: You did not overwhelm, Chris. I promise you that. Well, happy new year, my friend, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Okay.
6: Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, bye.
2: Take care. See you.
6: Wait a minute.
2: Let's hear from our sponsors. I absolutely love the relationship that I have with Nuberty's men's wellness facility in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been going there for, I guess now, two years for testosterone maintenance, and it's totally changed my life. As a 47, almost 48-year-old man, I have the testosterone of somebody in their young 20s, and I feel great. And I look great, too, if I do say so myself. But it's more than that. It's dieting. It's getting your life back on track. It's longevity, so you're around for your family, your kids, your friends. So I need you to go to menswellnessleague.com. Schedule an appointment right there on the homepage. You schedule an appointment. I'm in there once a week, and I see a lot of you 2%ers up there, and it makes me feel good that you're doing something about your health. And you can get that wellness combine for only $99 because you are a 2%er. Two That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. $150 you'll get a full body detailed assessment and analysis from their board certified staff. When you schedule that call, make sure you mention the BS to get this deal. men'swellnessleague.com. All right, full disclosure. Yes, Rachel Guy, Rachel the realtor guy is my wife. On top of that, she's one of the best realtors in Atlanta. Uh, she's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of YouTube percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, so if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Guy at gmail.com.
0: And back to you, Jason. <laughs>
2: got a couple uh, of Netflix things for you get to the big one don't pick up the phone here in a second I haven't even gotten all the way through that but so far so good Uh, there's another one actually this one's not on Netflix I don't think it's called American Ripper I forget what platform it's on but I'm pretty sure it's not Netflix you guys know anything about American Ripper
4: I don't, but I'm looking it up now to see what it's
2: on. I thought it was on Netflix. Should I should I even ask Brandon what do you think American Ripper's about?
5: Uh the American version of Jack the Ripper cuz I think he was British.
2: Okay, very good. Jack <laughs> the Ripper the the well, the mur- we don't know who he was. I mean, that's the whole thing is he's he's a, a serial killer that was never found. Nobody even knows his identity. Uh and he, all the all the murders were that we know in, in in London, but it's that's not exactly correct, but it, it is kind of correct. Uh, do you know anything about this one, Nate? Have you seen any of the American Ripper stuff? It's actually shot for television. Like there's a lot of these docuseries that you'll watch. You can tell if they're shot for TV because they take often breaks in an episode. And when they come back, they recap a quick seven, eight second recap of what you just watched.
4: Yeah, because this airs on the History Channel for free if you still have cable. Oh, okay. Hulu or Amazon Prime.
2: Okay. Uh, it was either uh, Hulu or Amazon Prime I was watching it on. But I never heard of it before. And, you know, we were desperate to find something and we started watching it. And it's actually very, very interesting. And I still haven't gotten through this one either. But the, the this guy, who's a very intelligent guy, he's not crazy. He believes his family member was Jack the Ripper because his family member, I forget what it was like, great, great, great grandfather or something, was a murderer in the United States. And there's a gap where he was in England at the exact same time all the murders happened with Jack the Ripper. Mm. And he has this woman who I would love to get on the show and she's, like, the experts of, like, detective work and stuff like that. And she's very, very fascinating. Um, and they, they travel to London. They talk to people There's you know that have intel and information. And, like, just like every other documentary or docu-series, you start to believe it. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> like, this guy, I think he's got a really, really good point, uh, without a doubt. He, he, do you guys have it pulled up? I probably should have done this. Was it, like, great, 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 great grandfather? That was that he uh, thinks see. is Jack
3: the Ripper, yeah. Great, 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 yeah. I think he's the great, great grandson, great, so yes, great grandfather, great,
2: mm-hmm. great, great, two greats, right? Two greats, yeah, two, two greats. Okay, so that's not that far, two greats, great, great grandson of Jack the Ripper. Uh, and it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The, the stuff that he has, I mean, can you imagine going through, you know. I think later in life, a lot of people want to learn about their family members. You know, obviously, I have an interest in that as well because of how dysfunctional my family tree is. And you go and you find out that there's either somebody of importance or there's somebody that goes against everything you believe in today. Or what was it? Um, Edward Norton just recently found out that he has a distant relative of Pocahontas,
5: right? His, his Pocahontas is like his 16th grandmother. Yeah. I saw oh, that the other day.
2: How cool is that? You know? And you can-
5: yeah, I wonder how they found that out. Is it like Ancestry.com or some kind of DNA testing?
2: It's those kiosk in the middle of the mall. You know, you pop oh, up in yeah. there and you give them your name. Yeah, <laughs> she's on 23andMe. <laughs> yeah. the blood <laughs> pressure machine. You go to the kiosk where they do the shield, your family shield. They type in your name to the computer. No, but uh, Ancestry.com does that, right? The, through DNA testing. I'm assuming they have DNA from Pocahontas. I would guess I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if there's. I've never seen like a section for celebrities or or old historical figures.
2: Well, they have to have your DNA in the system. You know, that's what's always kind of sketchy about. Weirds me out a little bit about those ancestry.com things. Is that you know, like what what where, where's your DNA go? You know, and how private is it once it's there? And what are they doing with it? It's kind of trippy. I mean, we live in kind of a day and age where they're cloning people. It just, it just kind of weirds me out a little bit. I know it may be a little over paranoid.
3: A lot of people feel like that, I think. Um, but also we go to the doctor and give a, a pint of blood and don't know where the fuck that goes. So, <laughs> you know,
2: you are absolutely correct. I was just giving blood the other day and I was thinking about
3: that. I was like, oh,
2: who's the lucky bastard that gets my blood?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, they can take your DNA from it, too.
2: Uh, yeah, or yeah, take the D, take the DNA of the plate. You're right. Yeah, so I don't, you did it, right? You did the the ancestry. You sent your DNA in, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Every now and then, I'll get an email saying like, "Oh, you have a new third cousin or something." Like somebody else must have signed up and put their junk in there, but um, Do I don't play around at with them? it a ton. Yeah, because most of them are, like, people I kind of know, I think, or, like, my mom knows who they are. Like, oh, that's Aunt Blah Blah Blah's second, you know, son's grandson. Or I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) It's like I have nothing in common. I have nothing to say to them. But then why would you do it if
2: you're not reaching out to any of them?
3: I think it was more to see, like, because uh, it also shows you, like, on a map where, like, your your family is from. Like, it'll show, like, Europe in this certain section, and it'll say, like, generally when your family came over to the U.S. and where they landed, and, you know, my, I have, like, a lot of family that came into the Northeast and stuff. So, it's kind of cool in that regard. But, yeah, I was hoping I'd find somebody, like, really cool, but yeah, not, nothing yet.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always wanted to do it, but that's, what's always held me back uh, of not doing it. There's another um, really good documentary. This one, the peacock about Ric Flair and for like, there are things that I never knew about Ric. F- like I thought I knew everything. There was to know about Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair, but Ric Flair was adopted and his, the parents that raised him were wonderful. And then, later in life, like he's 70 some years old now, just a few years ago, his biological brother reached out to him and he openly says, I mean, like at first it kind of stings a little bit like, Oh, what a douche saying this, but you know, I guess you kind of have a point. You're seventy some years old. He's like the, the, the documentarian asked him, said, uh, are you going to get in contact with him? You're going to meet him and stuff like that. He goes, no, he goes, I'm 70 some years old. I've, you know, I've got too many things to, to work out before, you know, I die. And that's just not one of them. I don't need any new headaches in my life. And anyway, he's probably just wanting to meet me because of who I am. I was like, oof, wow, that sounds kind of douchey. But he's he's probably right, you know. I mean, would you reach out? You're more... I would think you would be more wanting to reach out to a distant family member after X amount of years if they were somebody of importance. Exactly. You know?
4: Exactly. Versus Joe Schmo at the gas station.
2: Right, I remember Shaq years ago, his, I think, biological father tried to reach out to him when he first started to become famous. And I think he actually okayed that relationship. But I remember at the beginning, I think he was like, I don't want anything to do with him. I remember that story because I think he was still in Orlando at the time. And I remember hearing that story. And it just kind of hits close to home for me. But anyway, this American Ripper thing is is pretty good. Um, it makes you want to believe. I mean, if, if that's the case and you're able to find that stuff out, that, that's that's kind of neat. I, I don't know if they have any DNA of Jack the Ripper, though. I'm not sure. I know that's part of the, the, the documentary. It's part of the conversation. Hmm. You know who Jack the Ripper is, right?
4: Yeah, I know who Jack the Ripper is. Yeah, we're not saying anything, so
2: I didn't know if you knew who he was. Or I not.
4: didn't watch anything about this documentary, so I don't know much about the doc. This, this, well, like
2: I always tell you, if you don't know, you just got to ask questions. Uh, you, you didn't say just...
4: anything that I needed to ask a question about. But you can't go silent on me. I have said a few things. What exactly, do you mean? a few silent. things. You got to. You want me to sit here and give you a whole rundown of yeah, who, Jack what, the Ripper, who, who, who and the when, where, and why? And yeah, see?
2: I need you in your game. I need you to ask questions if you don't know. American uh, American Ripper on Hulu, right? Or in, in Ameri-
4: uh Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime or the History Channel if you have cable.
2: And then there's this one that I know Nate has
3: seen, and we have the same. Oh, pro- wait, real, real quick, they they do have DNA, and and they do know who Jack the Ripper is. Oh, um, they so, they do, yeah. Yeah, it says, and this was, this article was published uh, like last month, and it says oh. earlier this year, DNA evidence uh, emerged that suggests it can identify the true identity of Jack the Ripper. A shawl was found on the body of uh, yes. this this girl that yes. he killed, I guess. The shawl. Yeah, and it says they've they've used the um, the DNA to identify him as a killer, Aaron kozmonski a 23 year old barber from Poland.
2: So he would never lived in the United States. So this no. guy's great well, I mean, great grandfather I, well, I don't know, doctor. actually.
3: I, I mean, it doesn't say that. It just says that he was a 23-year-old bar- barber from Poland.
2: So this guy, mm. though, if I, spoiler alert, I get to the end of it, he's going to find out that this isn't <laughs> his great great grandfather's <laughs> not Jack the Ripper.
4: Nope, it's not Herman Mudgett.
2: Yeah, Mudgett, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Well, at, least he, at least he got a documentary out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But, yeah, yeah I hold on, been just been... Be like,
3: Nope, just kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this would have been bigger news. Yeah, really? You,
2: isn't that the whole point of doing one of these documentaries where you know the outcome, like at the end, where there's a payoff? And it can't be no?
4: But he said he spent 20 years researching this. How did you research this for 20 years, and they pop up in two seconds and say, this is who it's, the person is?
2: Well, I'm sure it didn't pop up in two seconds. I'm sure that, you know, it took him a minute to do it.
4: It didn't take yeah. 20 years, did it?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure that it wasn't just some guy in the... DNA department that goes. Oh, I think I want to find out who Jack the Ripper is. Hold on for a second. <laughs> bada, 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 bada. Oh, it's this guy from Poland. Shit, let's let everybody know.
3: Well, isn't that how they they caught the guy, the murderer um, of those Ohio kids? I mean Idaho kids? Idaho kids. Yeah, they. I thought that's how they caught the guy in Pennsylvania was through a DNA, like the the twenty three and Me type thing. That's
2: that that whole story is so odd. Like I'm trying to follow right. it, but it's. For, I don't know, for some reason, it's difficult to follow. I don't know why. I'm finding it hard to follow stories lately because there's so much information, and when you go to, like, your go-to websites, you know, especially even local news, which that's not really covered on local news, especially here in Georgia, but it, they're, they're old articles. You know, they're not refreshed. So they'll keep an article on a homepage or at the top of their feed For two days, you know it's two days old now, and there's somebody that has newer news. um, Like you know, TMZ actually does a very good job of keeping up to date information going. You know, through their feed and just keep going and going and going and going. But there's a lot of these news sites that just let news sit there, like you know, breaking news. You can't have breaking news for four days. The same story. It's just that's that's it goes against everything what breaking news is. So it's this Idaho thing. The guy that they arrested, what was it Brian something or another? He's crazy. Like, he's not even trying to deny what he's done. He told the, the cops in jail, he's like, I'm going to cut you like I cut them. Uh, yes. Yeah, this kid is nuts. He's absolutely nuts. I mean, he's a scary, scary kid. And of course, he's got the same MO as all these nut job kids. He was quiet, he was bullied, and mama, 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 mama. You know, it doesn't mean you go out and you kill people um but he's got the same MO you know he also was in criminology uh, crim- criminolo- criminolo-
4: criminology criminology
2: thank you class and his classmates said that after the after the murders he became more uh, outspoken but he was a recluse before he was very quiet but after the murders he became more outspoken Except when they start talking about that murder. He didn't say a word.
3: Hmm. Mm. But he wasn't like a kid. He was like almost 30, wasn't he? He was like in his 20s, yeah.
2: I mean, a kid. when I say a kid,
3: I mean, he wasn't like
2: eight. Yeah, but. I just
3: mean like he's not like right into college. He, he was, let me see. Uh was oh, like he's 24.
2: Tw- oh, he's 28.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he was a like a graduate student, so he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it seems weird that he's stabbed them all killing all these kids yeah Yeah. i mean knifed them just i haven't haven't really followed it um recently did it motive did it say why he did this i think maybe
2: it had to do with uh crush or bullying or something like that Mm. yeah same old same old i mean it's just just bizarre and very very odd uh the next one is uh one nate and i both i have not seen the whole thing i think nate you have Mm-hmm. both of our wives share the same feeling about this. It's one of very few things that we cannot watch with our wives for the same reason, and that is don't pick up the phone on Netflix. Has anybody else seen this?
4: I have. I watched oh, it.
2: You watched the whole thing? I sure do. You. I'm curious if this is a, a chick thing, a female thing then. So what it's about, and I I do nothing about this until... Yeah, me neither. I just ran across the only reason I started watching it is because every once in a while, you know, your phone knows what you're you're thinking all the time, and it just started to pop. Like I'd see news stories pop up in my phone about, oh, it's the next big thing on Netflix. You gotta watch it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll watch it. And plus, it's you know cleverly titled. Don't pick up the phone. Makes you
3: guess, wonder what it is. So and, and somebody on the Two Percenters group posted it. I can't remember who it was, but that's yes. why I watched it.
2: Yes, you are correct. That I, that also was why I watched it. So these. These incidences, over 70 of them, across the country happened in the 90s,
3: right? Yeah, but it was for, like, a decade. It was, like, over 10 years.
4: Yeah, 18 years.
3: 18 years. Oh,
4: wow, even longer. Mm -hmm.
2: There was a a person that would hoax call. I don't want to say prank, because usually pranks are kind of funny. These were hoax calls to fast food restaurants... McDonald's, Arby's, you name it. And somehow, Brandon, you know anything about this?
5: No, I've I've scrolled past it a few times on uh Netflix, but I haven't haven't picked it up.
2: Somehow this person on the phone was able to convince the manager at these fast food restaurants to strip search their female employees and then take it to the next level of like doing a full body cavity search, having them dance naked, give them oral. I mean, like this would go on for over an hour until somebody smart would step in and be
4: like, what are you doing? Exactly. Every single time it was somebody else who had to come into the room and take the phone and be like, hello, like, who is this? You're not the police. And then the the manager standing there looking like a dummy. I'm like watching this whole thing. I just, I couldn't believe it. The only thing that was believable to me is that he was targeting small cities with small-town people with mentalities, not trying to judge, who this is it's few jobs. So somebody calling them saying, I'm the police, they're like, okay, well, this is the police, so I got to do what the police says. But I'm like, nobody had any common sense at no point to think, why would the police call for you to do their job over the phone?
2: Yeah, that's that was the gimmick is that they were a cop and, and they were doing that. You know, the only positive that I took away from this, from the hoax caller, in which they eventually catch – is that there was a day and age that we used to listen to the cops and what they used to say. <laughs> like yeah. n- now I think if you were to call a place, like that's what Rachel was saying. She's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I get pulled to a back room and he says he's got a cop on, I'm telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> like, and I'm telling the cop to go fuck himself too. <laughs> there, there was a day and age not that long ago that if a cop says something, you did it. So like that one story of the 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 manager of whatever the fast food restaurant was, was well-respected in the community, didn't have a record, you know, didn't do McDonald's. It, was it McDonald's? Yeah, didn't yep. do it. Didn't do anything creepy, didn't do anything weird. And it's not the restaurant's fault. It's these people's fault. And he allowed, or he forced. Oh, it is the restaurant's fault, but we'll get to that. He, well, then maybe I haven't seen that part of it, but he, uh, he this poor, like, kid like sixteen, seventeen eighty, no, nineteen years.
4: It was the uh, the manager of McDonalds was a woman and the and the police that she thinks is police is telling she's telling him like I got to get back to work because she's been back there now with this girl for over an hour. She's taken all of her clothes. He had her take the clothes and put them in the trunk and all this crazy stuff. So the man who came in was her fiance. He told her to call somebody that she trusted to watch her while she went back to work. So that's who the man was.
2: The fiance of the manager of the,
4: of the manager. Yep. Yeah, he didn't even work there. Right? He, didn't he work was there. just some okay. We're, we're, guy. we're talking
2: about a different story then. The, 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 this was the guy that after she gave him oral he
3: just left
4: yeah that's that's the story that's the manager's fiance
3: oh no, no nikki this is the other one where it's the guy and he they actually interviewed this guy and he was mm-hmm. like he was kind of telling the whole story so that this is another one no, that was happening no it's the very
4: first episode i think both of you guys haven't watched it maybe recently it's the very first episode that's the no, manager's fiance
3: no, no, that, it, this isn't that story that Jason's talking about. Jason's talking about the one where they actually interviewed the guy that was doing the interview and stuff, and he he went, ended up going to prison, and uh, and he had all these charges and stuff, right? Is that the guy you're talking about, Jason?
2: I, I don't know. He just he reminded me of the sports guy uh, from uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Whammy! You know, I don't know why he did,
3: but he just did.
2: It, it, it's it, The girl had dark hair, and I think she was 19. She was 18. 18.
4: Uh, Mm -hmm. Because
2: the second one was like 16 at the time.
4: Right. You're talking about the one that was 18. They had her back there with the little apron on. Yes. And he was taking her apron on and off. That was the lady Donna. She was the manager and it was the guy's yeah. name was Walter. That was her fiance. She called him in to watch this girl.
2: And she gave him oral.
4: Yep. He made her give him oral. He made he her jump in right jacks because he, he finally it clicked in his head like okay. I just sat here and did all the stuff to this girl. So he runs out.
2: OK, so this is the one where the
3: custodian comes
2: comes in yeah. and he's
4: the one who's like, what's going on in here?
3: Yeah, the custodian yeah, comes they, in. Yeah. Yeah, this is the only one that was like on film that, or they mm-hmm. actually had the video of it. I
2: yep. believe. Yep.
4: Is it, isn't that um, nuts?
2: But, but, isn't that absolutely nuts that these people, fe- I mean, fell for it?
4: Yeah. It's, it blows my mind, like, as, as I'm even sitting here watching it, and as the, the um police officer who's doing the documentaries recounting it, and, you know, he starts tearing up. I'm tearing up, too, because I'm like, who could do this? And not in your mind think, this is wrong. So when everybody was saying what you're saying, like, oh, he was respected in the community, and he's this and he's that, I'm like, nah, he ain't right, because he would have never done this if he was so respected. I agree with you. No way. I
2: agree with you. There's so there's a there's I, there's something loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I
5: it, guess if you say
2: so.
3: I guess he's been wanting to do <laughs>
2: it a long
5: time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, for sure. Yeah. My so, fantasy. Brandon,
3: the re- the reason they're doing these strip searches is because they've had the the scam or whatever it is. He calls in and says, "Hey, uh, we have a report that somebody, uh, a customer, said that they were robbed by your employee." And we need then That's why they get into this strip search thing. So they're looking for the money on their body. But so the first part of it, I could almost kind of I mean, obviously, I I don't think any of us would fall for it, but I could kind of see it because, you know, when you have a, a law enforcement officer on the phone and they sound very official, you kind of go along with it. But when a cop is telling you to have this girl suck your dick you got to think something's up there like that's not normal so when it gets mail. that far mm-hmm. yeah so when it gets that far you got to be like okay they have to think okay this is not right mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know if maybe they're just so far in that they think well if i stop now i'm going to get in trouble or something but yeah it's it's very uh, unbelievable that not not like not that it didn't happen but unbelievable that these people could do these things and not think it was odd
2: you, you wonder if the the manager, the guy that's doing all these things, once he gets to the point where the the hoax caller cop says, Yeah, have her give you oral, he's to the point where he's like, Well, it's not like I'm making her do it against her will. You know, I mean, it's this is, yeah, kind of, well, and that's the other that's why yeah, I he, think she kind of likes me, actually, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing why it's such a weird case and story. Cause I mean, not to, to victim blame whatsoever, but it, how do you charge somebody with like some kind of assault when they willingly did it? You know, they, all they did was ask them Mm -hmm. to take your clothes off, do, you know, do this sexual act or whatever. They didn't force them to do it. Um, No, they're actually
4: forcing her because they have her held hostage with no clothes on. They've taken her property now out of the room. She can't go anywhere. They have her closed in here. So it it is against her will. she's a scared little kid.
3: Yeah, right. But when she's sitting there and they they the guy asks him to perform a sexual act, and she agrees to do it, she doesn't say no, and you know what? And and of course, you can't leave because she took her clothes. But it's not she what? can only not leave because of the embarrassment, what, what not Nate, because they're physically holding her. What
2: Nate's argument is is like. For the bad guys, the rapists out there that beat you and grab you and and force you to do things, right? These people. I mean, this is a different type of illegal. There's no doubt about it. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, there's it's 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 the mind f illegal, right? So I mean, these these people are being held hostage. I, I think that was probably one of the charges that they wouldn't let them go.
4: False imprisonment. False
2: imprison. Yeah, false imprisonment and all these different things. But so Nate, our, our wives, mine and Nate's wives have have the same mentality with this they won't finish watching it rachel won't finish watching it with me for the same reasons as your wife nate doesn't like didn't what didn't watch it with you is they're so frustrated did you get this feel yes so frustrated how stupid people can be even though we'll watch the du- people do the dumbest things on tv this one triggered something and i don't know what it was what take you're you gonna talk i talk to the microphone what'd you say here she is. She's helping me save my fish, fish today.
1: So it's different. Why is it, is it different? It's a different kind of stupid.
2: Well, what's different?
1: Because if you're Tiger King stupid, that's entertaining and hilarious. But this is just how can you be that dumb? You know that you don't have to go into that room and take your clothes off. Why would you do that?
2: I think that it's uh, any
1: woman on the face of the planet where are you going to go into a room and be like, "Okay, I'm at work. Let me take my clothes off."
2: I think you have PTSD it's sometime fucking in idiots. your childhood that you uh, touched a manager at a restaurant's ding ding. But no.
4: No. in in and I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to I'm not going to blame the girls in this case just because I'm from a small town. I could Completely understand that the second girl who was 16, I know exactly what she means when you're young and raised in that type of environment. Exactly what she said it's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. If an adult tells you to do something, you do it now, of course. It, it, it depending on how you were raised, you're gonna question some things, and you may not be like, "I'm not gonna do that," or "I'm not gonna take off my clothes." But when you've been programmed a certain type of way your whole life as a child, when an adult tells you to do something, and now you're thinking it's a police officer, and you're about to get in trouble, you're being accused of stealing from somebody. Those girls were scared to death. I blame every adult in the situation. So I don't blame those girls.
1: Generations are dumb because the adults raised in the same situation yeah. That yeah. go to and say that it's okay. One of those to girls, tell in this that, child, to take their clothes off at work.
4: Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. the The girl in Statesboro, Statesboro is mm-hmm. not far from my hometown mm-hmm. where I'm from. Mm-hmm. She's one of the only ones that was like. Okay, this is going too far. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. But most those other two girls, I could just, I could see them. I know those girls. I know girls who were like them, even when I was growing up. If you told them to do something and you were adult, they were going to do it, and they weren't going to really question it too much because that's what was embedded in them.
1: Their mamas need to do better. I bet you. I know my daughter would never. She'd be like, okay. I bet you and leave.
2: I bet you, Brandon, right now has got a boner. He's like, oh, this sounds like the best opportunity <laughs> ever. I'm going to start working in the fast food uh, business.
1: Wait, hey, bees <laughs> would be McDonald's. like arrest me.
2: Yeah, our daughter would tell them to go fuck themselves. There's no doubt. I don't,
3: about I'm it. not saying in this situation, but your daughter listens to authority. She's not like a type A personality where she's gonna scream or yell at somebody. She kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. So I'm not saying she would fall for this, but I could see her listening to authority and not questioning it too much.
1: Mister Nate knows a whole different bees than we do. <laughs> she's definitely a mini me.
3: They're, they're I agree with you, and I think
2: most young girls are gonna do. I mean, we were talking about this at the dinner table with. With, uh, with Arielle and some of her friends, and one of her friends was like, oh, hell no, I ain't doing that, hell no. And I was like, you know. I wish I, she would. I, I don't know if you would, like you said, do the, the whole shebang, but you might get to, you might do some things that are inappropriate because you are afraid of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the mentality of, hey, this is the only job I have, especially if it's your first job or your second job. Yep. You know, I mean, the, the, this the, the, the hoaxer, are all they got out of was their jollies. I mean, that's they're just listened,
1: which is real weird.
3: Yeah, but this is not this is like basically the same thing as when somebody there's a false confession, like the the Brendan Dassey with uh, making a murder, where you're accused of something. And you think it'll just go away if you just do what they tell you and and give them what they want to hear. So it's kind of a similar thing where you think like, how would you, why would you ever confess to something you didn't do? But when you're in that kind of situation, you think everything's official and you're just like, I'm just trying to clear my name. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, So yeah, it's one of those things you probably can't really understand unless you're there. It's just, it's interesting
2: that both my wife and your wife hated this documentary because these people were that stupid.
1: I couldn't watch anymore after the custodian was the one that came in and said, y'all, but, we shouldn't be doing this.
2: But there are things <laughs> on television or that we, we, we watch that are just so stupid and ridiculous and you just get glued to it. I'll give you an example. Going back to when we were by my mom the car the other day in that makeshift lobby of the dealership, <laughs> on the television they had this lowbrow talk show on.
1: It was awesome.
2: And I—that's when I had to go into the back room and talk to the manager. And Rach says to me, "Take your time," because she got sucked in from the beginning. It's called Caramo.
4: <laughs> it was awesome. It was. So was awesome. it in another language? No. Oh.
2: No, it's. I think it's like it's, it's this black guy. I think it's shot here in Atlanta. It's like
1: local Atlanta TV. It looked
2: like local oh. TV. And the and the the idea is this guy brings out his guests that think that their significant other is cheating on them. And the gimmick behind the talk show,
1: unlock the phone,
2: unlock the phone. Oh. So they, uh, they, they, they decide to unlock the phone to find out if they're cheating. Like that's the oh, tell this the sale. <laughs>
1: and I'm like, it was awesome.
2: You th- like a national story, 18 years of a hoaxer doing these horrible things is, is, is not worth watching, but you're sitting here stuck to Karamo unlocking cell phones which you know is all fake anyway <laughs> <It's> like,
1: <laughs> With all, along the same lines of watching, what is that movie that i can't watch i hate it i can't stand watching it because it's so real um the uh, oh take, taken taken oh my god that's like petrifying i can't watch that movie and i'm like girls you have to watch this movie that shit's real well it's real I, don't, I can't do it. Karamo's Mm-mm.
2: trying to be real? I know. You know about Karamo? I
4: have never you heard can't of it. You watch it. awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a different Aramo. that's a different kind of drama. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe it. maybe we'll book Karamo to get Karamo on the show. Might I be. Like he might be the next big thing, who knows. What do I know about stuff like that? So anyway, those are a couple things uh, that uh, you can watch if you want before Wait. we get to Yeah, go ahead.
5: What? So what did this guy get arrested for just impersonating a police officer?
4: Yes.
2: So I it. I don't know the end result. So if you guys want to say it, that's fine. And spoiler, spoil it for me. I, I've not gotten to the end of it. So well,
4: I'm not going to spoil it because I mean he he gets arrested, but there's more. So I won't I won't spoil yeah.
3: it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It like a South Park you're, episode. Yeah. You're not gonna like the result. Though. You're not. <laughs> oh really? So I'm guessing he got
2: off pretty much scot free. <laughs> oh.
3: Well, another thing that you know frustrates
2: you is when you watch this is that. It went on for 18 years across the country over 70 different times and the police didn't communicate. That's
3: ridiculous. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, oh, the no, it's not even the police. It's the and that's why I was saying it's the um the restaurant's fault because they didn't tell anybody that this was a thing going on for two decades. All McDonald's had to do was send out a, a memo to all their managers saying, "Hey, if some guy calls and does this, don't do it." And they didn't do that. This is like almost all on the on McDonald's fault yeah, at a certain point. Well,
2: mm-hmm. probably what or, or happened the is the guy that's supposed to send out the memo didn't read his CPT reports and did that
3: <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Well, no, <laughs> I, I think the I think the reason they they didn't they, they didn't send out the memo was because it was then it would get out to the public and then the public would find out about all these things and then it make McDonald's look bad yeah. so it was easier just to keep it under the rug. Mm,
2: I'm gonna need. Did you see the memo on the TPS reports? We're gonna need you to send out another memo with the new TPS reports about the hoax caller having our female employees give blowjobs to our disgusting, older, perverted managers.
4: Exactly. She sued <laughs> them, too. I'm glad for her. Good. She yeah. should have.
2: Yeah. If you could get on Third that, master. I might need you to do that on Saturday, if uh, that's okay. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Just so make sure you get the TPS reports correct. Maybe that's why they didn't get them. TPS reports are all screwed. All right. Uh, so, before we get into your bonus content for your premium two percenters, which is, I think... And I'm sure that I'll be told I was wrong by somebody on this show. A great teaching moment uh, from parent to child about money. Uh, That will be your bonus content for your premium two percenters. Those are the people that subscribe to our podcast. They pay the $4.99 a month. We appreciate it. You get the commercial free uh, episodes if you choose. You get the early release episodes before anyone else. Exclusive giveaways when we have them. The extra podcasts, uh, well, I think we're getting away from that, right? We're going to just re- have all the podcasts the same, but you can listen to it commercial-free. And then, you know, one of the the, the other big things is uh, the, the video aspect of the show. So since we've been doing this for a little over a year, we've been trying to figure out how to do full-length video releases for you. I mean, we know how to take, we video every show. Every show's recorded. Uh, and, and we have a great video guy, Buddy the Video Guy, but it doesn't make sense if we have a subscription service to release the video full length video shows to everybody, then we wouldn't get any subscribers. So it would be pointless. Um, so what was like, well, let's, you know, going into the new year, let's change this. And for our premium two percenters, find a way to do it. So we have, I have, I thought I had the emails for everybody that subscribes. So when you go to anchor uh, you go to podcast, the BS.com and right there, first thing you see is says subscribe. It'll take you to a page. You subscribe and you get all the stuff I said. I thought I had all the emails from everybody. I was wrong. I have a large number of the emails from the subscribers, but I don't have all the emails. And here's the reason that when you signed up, this is the only reason it could be when you signed up You decided to opt out of emails. I'm assuming opt out of emails from Anchor or Spotify. It didn't say anything about the show. So um, that's the conclusion that I've come to. You know, and sometimes it'll go into your spam. And, you know, I've told people to check their spam and they found it in their spam. Or, you know, one person at their business, it was blocked for whatever reason. So they had to go and unblock it or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but if you're not getting the premium two percenter video email, that's most likely the reason why. So how do you fix it? This is a pain in the
4: ass. That's a good question. though.
2: Yeah. Well, so I've, I, I know how to fix it. Unfortunately, Anchor, which has been around for a while. Right. But just recently, I think purchased by Spotify. It's still a new ish platform for podcasters. It's great. I mean, all the tools that they have so far are great, but they're not as advanced as some of the other podcast platforms. One of the issues is with your profile. You cannot go into your profile and change anything. Like you can't change your credit card information, which is why some people are like, I subscribed. What happened? Well, your credit card expired and you didn't realize it and it didn't roll over. um, And you can't go back in. So the the hell of it is for us is some people just don't resubscribe or forget or don't want to or whatever the case may be. They're not notified, and it sucks. You can't go and change that. You just have to resubscribe. Same thing if you want to opt into the emails. You have to resubscribe. I don't want you to subscribe twice. I mean, you can. It would be nice. but So you would have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe. So it's going to take you a couple minutes if you really want in on this. And I apologize, but it's out of our control. There's nothing I can do. Absolutely zero I can do about it. It is kind of kind of kind of weird that, that it works like that, right, Nate? I mean, you'd think that they would have a better system, but they don't.
3: Yeah, that would be, I mean, common sense to be able to change and update your profile. Well, when talk- I'm just surprised how many people's credit card expires, like your credit card doesn't expire for like eight years. Why is everybody's expiring this year?
4: <laughs> it didn't expire. They just didn't have the money in there at the time. And then they had to put it in there and then it's a pain because you got to go resubscribe. But people don't always want to honestly say that I can honestly say it because it happened to me. So that's why I know.
0: <laughs>
2: well, it, 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 that, they, they that does happen actually more often than you think. I mean, if yeah. you just look at the probability of how many people are out there, how many people subscribe, um, and you know, it, it, there's a small percentage out of all those people that the credit cards. I mean, mine do it. I've had that happen before, so numerous times. Mm-hmm. Just depends how many credit cards you have, too. You know. So anyway, that's that's the situation. I'm sorry, it's not the greatest news. You know, even the 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 people from Anchor said um, they said, uh, I know it's not ideal, and we have told a certain department about these issues. So we're hoping that eventually they'll fix it. So hopefully they'll fix it. But in the meantime, you just have to resubscribe. So you got to carve out like maybe five minutes out of your day to unsubscribe and then resubscribe. I never thought I'd be telling you to unsubscribe, but. If you want the the, the premium. <laughs> and, it, and it's only it, it's not a lot it's 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 you know it's a handful of, of 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 subscribers it's not everybody so it's just a handful of subscribers but I know how important the video thing was like I was saying before you know you go back to the beginning of this project there are so many people that were like you know we want the video we want the video because I know a lot of you are visual type of podcast listeners and there's like two different ways you can do it you can have a full podcast like on YouTube. Or you can have the audio version. We chose to be stronger in the audio version um, with the video element and then figuring out at a, at a specific time how to do the video element. And eventually what I'd like to do is have all the shows released on video. But I need a sponsor for that because that's not free, and I've got to pay my video guy. Even The Clueless 2, I'd like you guys to record yours if possible.
5: Uh, yeah, we got this one camera here. I'm have to get one more. Have to tidy up a little bit.
2: Well, I mean, you know, yeah, do whatever you want to do. So, um, but we got to find a sponsor because we got to pay Buddy in order to do it. So that's that. Uh, Other than that, podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Subscribe, like I said. Also, all of our social media, our top three that we release on Tuesday, all the playlists are up there. We've got a store, uh, a new store coming sooner than later um, putting all the pieces together for that which is really cool and if you're a sponsor and you want to want to be a part of the show I mean we've got amazing sponsors right now and they're totally getting uh, a return on investments and I just had somebody reach out to me the other day saying that they signed up for Nuberty I mean you know new year new me you know and I'm like well that's good and I was very honest with them I was like just don't bullshit yourself like if you're going to go there and you're going to sit there through the the consultation, which is about an hour and a half long, and find out all these things about your body that you need to do moving forward, then do it. Don't say you're going to do it. Do it. Actually, don't say you're going to do it at all. Just do it. You know, lead by example. Um, and the neurotherapy girl, uh, Julia Ferris, that we had on last Wednesday, you know, she she's not even a sponsor of the show, but there's so many people that are signing up with her. She's like, I'm giving... You know, because I've she's had so many calls, I'm giving fifty dollar a fifty dollar discount to the brain mapping thing, and I was like, cool. And I'm gonna have her come over this week and map oh, my brain. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have her map my brain. All right, uh, we'll get to the bonus content here after the outro. So, premium two percenters, don't go anywhere. And that's cool. You guys are digging how we're doing that, so thank you. I like it too, Nate. You got anything before we get out? Don't pick up the phone. Don't suck your manager's dick. Oh, <laughs> that's sheesh. great advice, Brandon.
5: Uh, you have ha- bad handwriting. It takes three people to decipher it. All right. And Nikki <laughs> D.
4: Opt in, never out.
2: Opt in, never out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support as always.
0: Uh, and bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin and the BS is done for right now.
4: Please share, like, and support. podcastthebs.com. It's better than
0: radio. Now, get out of here.